Hey, welcome back to the CT Small Business Podcast. You know me already. I'm your host, Chris. Here on the CT Small Business Presents Podcast, we get to know Connecticut-based small business owners, and we get to learn about them and their business. If you like the podcast, rate it, share it, review it on whatever platform you're on. Let's get into the episode. Exactly. And we're live. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey Adriana, how are you? I'm doing awesome. This is such a cool place, and I'm so glad that you, we finally, you know, connected, and uh, we're here. We're making it happen. Yeah, thanks for coming out. It's just fate and the stars align, and here we are. Yeah, and, and then I remember you messaged me, and I was like, oh, she messaged me. We talked about getting an interview like three, two, three months ago. For the people who don't know, Adriana actually runs Good Morning Cupcake. That's right, and we are in Milford. I'm actually from Stanford, but are I moved you? to Milford a couple years ago, and uh, my shop's actually like only a mile from my house. So, oh, that's good. It's it's awesome. When I was first like opening and starting it all up, I used to ride my bicycle mm-hmm. uh, to the store, you know, paint a little, and then go home, which was really really. Oh, that's dope. good. How long yeah. have you been open for? So uh, this May it'll be three years, which means uh, we opened in 2020. Oh, so you're you're a <laughs> uh, pandemic baby. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, super pandemic. Uh, I signed my lease on March 1st of 2020, and then the world ended like two weeks. Oh later. yeah. So that was fun uh, to see the lease bit. Um, we, you know, I had to kind of like go. Okay, well, what am I gonna do? I have this payment every month and i gotta do something uh i was very lucky that i still had my uh home baking license so i was able to still bake and make product and make sales by you know delivering to people's houses in my car um and make money (laughs) to cover my uh you know my overhead insurances and and stuff like that and also what was a pain was having to wait for the state and local authorities to give me permitting and inspections and stuff because every time I called they'd be like no we're not doing it because the pandemic. pandemic yeah so I had to keep waiting and you know obviously you get nervous after a while because you're like well what when are they going to tell me to you know where's the you know the green light yeah um so my goal was to open the first weekend of June I opened May 30th of 2020 and I got all that permitting all that inspection um, inspection done like literally three days before yeah. opening so it just i just got really lucky you know yeah. everything kind of worked out the way it was supposed to i guess yeah. it's funny because <laughs> everyone we a lot of people we had so far this is maybe episode like 27 28 i forget mm-hmm. which number but everyone has obviously it's the pandemic so it's been such you know it's going on obviously yeah. so but everyone has had their own little pandemic story Oh, yeah. I mean, you know? some people ask me, like, uh, how does it feel, you know, operating a business in a recession, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, I don't know anything else. Yeah. I don't know what the regular cost of goods is or sales or labor, you know, or anything for that matter. I don't have something to look at and base my numbers off of and say this is the norm and this is not the norm because I've never had a norm. Yeah. I've always had, you know, price gouging and shortages and, you know, one day your gloves cost three dollars a box and the next week they're fourteen dollars a box and you know ingredient wise one week you have cream cheese and the next uh you don't so you know it's it's been a a struggle obviously to say the least but it's also been a roller coaster because some days are good and some days are bad with that sort of sense now now i assume today it's the eggs oh gosh it's eggs i mean the last time i bought them um, they were four sixty six a dozen, which most people are like, oh, that's not that bad. I'm like, yeah, but that's wholesale price. You know, it's not stop and shop. It's stop and shop right now. It's like over $5, but yeah. 
when I started a couple of years ago, we're talking like a dollar fifty a dozen. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, I remember you drop an egg, yeah. you're like, who cares? Now I'm like, lick it off the floor or yeah. something. You know, Clean like, it up. yeah, because pick out the dirt. <laughs> yeah, you know, blow on it or something because that's like so much money that you just kind of wasted. Yeah, it's insane. So that's the you know that's the hard part. We're talking like you know whatever thirty forty cents an egg. Um, before it was like. Like under 10, 10 cents. cents under 10 cents yeah. you know we're talking at that point you're talking pennies so that's that's the eggs right now are definitely hard but also because i own a bakery what's important for us is egg whites yeah so when you make meringue um which we use as a base for our buttercream frostings mm-hmm. meringue for those people who don't know what it is it's egg whites and sugar and you whip them it's basically liquid marshmallows. That's what marshmallows are made out of. Is it? Yeah. Like I, I really don't know anything well. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna learn so much. much. I really don't stuff know, today, like... man. I can't wait. I'm such a nerd with this kind of stuff, with yeah. like the science of it. So yeah. So meringue, it's egg whites and sugar. You whip them up. Uh, how it gets fluffy, glossy, etc. Is all of the air molecules that are being trapped in it. Mm-hmm. So if you're making marshmallows, you basically do that and just add gelatin and cornstarch and let it sit out, and then boom. You've got marshmallows. Okay. But for meringue, which is the base of our buttercream, we do that and then we add uh, butter and vanilla, you know, any other flavorings to it. So the thing about egg whites is if you um, just get them out of a carton, you know, you crack an egg with the egg yolk, you know, and you have the fresh egg white, it's not pasteurized or cooked, quote unquote, right? So if I use that in a buttercream, it's, you know, potentially hazardous Mm -hmm. because you're eating raw egg white. Yeah. So I have to get them in a carton that's pasteurized. So the problem is when you pasteurize egg whites, it usually kills off the whipping agents. So you go to whip them and they're just soup. Nothing happens. Nothing. You're just looking at them for hours and it's like watching paint dry and nothing happens. Yeah. So in the baking world, we have what's called high whip egg whites. So they, they add like a guar gum to it to make the whipping even better. Mm-hmm. Um, but they come frozen. And Restaurant Depot has not had them in like eight months. Oh, geez. They don't even sell them anymore. So it's impossible to get them. So... I've had to go to, you know, Costco, Restaurant Depot, all the grocery stores and buy the egg whites that are in the carton and just mm-hmm. see if they work. So, um, like, for instance, Eggland's Best, that's what they sell at Costco, mm-hmm. doesn't work. Oh, no? No. So, it's either the Restaurant Depot brand, which is like James Farm or something like that, yeah. or Target. Oh, really? Target's Target works. All places? Target's works. And um restaurant depot has been out of egg whites for the past three weeks so i literally had to go to target and buy the amount of egg whites because that's the only ones only that, place you yeah. can find it yeah it works yeah and they weren't they weren't too bad in price so um i didn't freak out that much yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah it's just crazy running around like a crazy person because you know you can't get the ingredients you need to make the product that you sell on a daily basis oh jeez. yeah 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 no you don't know unless you know you're educated in this stuff right yeah you just are like okay you know chicken's expensive and whatever you know everything's expensive but it's more so of just getting things yeah so and i always wonder like i come to think about i'm thinking about as we're talking i wonder why like say like for like two months it's eggs i know then it's like uh toilet paper then it's like I had, let's see, uh, cream cheese. Remember that whole cream cheese thing when Philly was like, we'll pay you not to make a cheesecake for Christmas? So there was that. Um, And obviously, I use cream cheese in our cheesecake icing, which is on our rabbit season, which is our carrot cake, Mm -hmm. and anything else that's topped with that. So that was a pain. Um, Salt I couldn't find at one point. Cocoa powder. 
um, which we use a very specific brand. Mm. We can't just go to the you know the grocery store and get Hershey's or or Ghirardelli or any of that stuff. It's just not high enough quality, and yeah. you can taste the difference. Trust me, you can taste the difference. So we have to get you know a cocoa berry, something high end. Mm-hmm. So that was hard to find. Uh, it's just crazy the things you know. Regular vanilla was hard to find at one point. It's just. The random things. Yeah, I wonder. I like it just I confuses. Not confuses me. I always just wonder how one little thing, like like say vanilla, yeah, can go like with a shortage for such. Well, did like, you hear about Airheads? They're not producing them for like two years. No. Yeah. I, because, I, this literally the first time I heard about yeah, it. Yeah, I read an article. They're like, we just can't get the certain things we need for manufacturing, so it's not worth us producing for like until 2024. And this was a you know a couple months ago. Yeah. No, I really, this is the first yeah. time I heard about it. Yeah. So if you find them now, eat your airheads because you might not get them for a while. Oh, jeez. Uh, listen, I love a good cherry airhead. That's probably Yeah, my that's favorite. my favorite one too. Yeah. Cherry, watermelon's like, eh, it's okay. I Whenever I eat like candy, it's got to be red or pink. Uh, just, I don't know. I, anything that's red or pink in terms of candy, uh, that's like, you know, Starburst, airheads, I don't like Skittles. No, me neither. No. I'm not a big fan of them. Yeah. You want to know a cool scientific fact about Skittles? Well, What's actually, that? any candy that has like that hard coating. So, that hard candy coating on M&M's, Skittles, any sort of candy like that. So, that mm-hmm. process is called panning. So, they're basically taking the center of that candy and putting a candy-grade shellac on it. Mm-hmm. So, this shellac actually has beetles in it. Does it? So it's not considered vegan. So if somebody was to get a Skittle, it's not a vegan. It's, it's not vegan because it's uh, got the insect. Right. So same thing with like honey. Yeah. People who are vegans, they don't eat honey, so they can't have anything that has that product in it. But yeah, so candy shellac has beetles in it, which is crazy to me. But that's so that's a weird. Thing. I know, right? Who yeah. who would have known that M and M's have beetles in it? So since <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna ask a random question now. Yeah, this is a re- it's gonna be a really weird question. I don't think so, any questions. That okay, because <laughs> it's food related. I don't know how. I don't even know how true this story is. Is I never, I never even looked into it. So I was told this is a couple of years back by another coworker, like a coworker, my old job. Yeah. Like this is going back maybe eight or nine years ago that uh, raspberry flavoring was based out. Uh, it was like based out of like uh, the anus of like uh, some sort of animal. That was the raspberry flavoring taste like the anus of an no, animal? No, like it's like, uh, it's like, like it's <laughs> oh, like, it has it in yeah, it? Yeah, I was like. I don't know. Well, you know what? So I actually was an intern at Pepperidge Farms at one time in my life uh, while I was at Johnson Wales University. Mm-hmm. That's where I be. I got my degree. I have a bachelor's of science in baking and pastry yeah, arts. And that's a giant like cooking school, isn't it? Oh, yeah. So Johnson Wales University, uh, at the time it had four campuses. I think with COVID, they've closed it down to two. So. Uh, the main campus, which is where I'm fr- or I graduated, was in Providence, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome. It, I loved it. It was awesome. It was so great. But yes, yeah, so there is a downtown campus, which literally has all of the, you know, boring things. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, like the normal things like uh, criminal justice and like fashion merchandising, stuff like that. Yeah. But three miles up the road on the harbor, um, which is like right on the borderline of Cranston is the uh, harborside campus of Johnson Oils Providence, which is the culinary campus. And there's a giant, if you ever go there, there's a giant building. It's called like the CCCE building. It's like the Cuisinart Culinary Center of Excellence. There, when you go in there for like a tour or something, 
when we were students, we used to call it the fishbowl because every classroom was just lined with windows mm -hmm. and you would just, people would like go up to the window, like face pressing on the window looking because we're obviously making all different types of food and yeah. stuff like that. So, um, so anyways, back to, <laughs> I'm like, where did I come up with this? It's okay. The whole, my whole podcast, we, <laughs> we go off into tangents. <laughs> tangents so. Yeah. So anyways, the reason why I said this was because I was talking about, uh, Pepperidge Farms and the internship I did there. So I actually got to learn what like a flavoring scientist is mm -hmm. so, or a flavor house. So basically these companies produce all these different types of artificial, natural, <coughs> whatever type of flavors. So when you're creating something in a manufacturing setting, if you want something that's raspberry flavored, there's probably like 20 different raspberry flavorings to choose from. Mm -hmm. So obviously there's different raspberries in general, yeah. you know, a red raspberry compared to, you know, a different type of raspberry, yeah. but also it's like, how ripe is the raspberry? Is it like raspberries that you get, you know, in jam? Or is it mm -hmm. raspberries, you know, seedless raspberries, yeah. a, a blue raspberry, yeah. you know, all of these different things. So it's, it's pretty interesting that, you think raspberry is just one flavor and it's probably like 20. Yeah. And you know, it's funny that you say that because I forgot who told me this. I learned that that the flavoring of the, you know, like a candy, like the banana flavoring. Oh, yeah. It was supposedly it's based from a banana that was almost extinct in the 50s. Well, see, there you go. Because like you, you taste banana flavored, you know, Laffy Taffy, for instance. That's yeah. not, it doesn't taste like banana. No. It's like, well, I don't know what this is, but it's just yellow. Yeah. It was, it's supposedly <laughs> it's yellow. It was, That's about supposedly it. Supposedly banana flavoring is like yeah. in general. It's supposed to be like based off this one banana that was almost extinct. Right. Like back almost almost 70 years ago, come and think about it, in the 50s. Can you believe that when you say like 1950, you're talking about like yeah, I was 70 about, plus years ago? I was about to say like 20 years ago, but it's just like. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm going to be 32, and I whenever somebody mentions the 90s, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was like a hop and a skip yesterday. Yeah. And it wasn't, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny to say that, because like, I'll be like, I'm like, I'll be like, oh, how old are you? I was like, wait, I'm 42? Like, I forget that I'm in my 40s. You know what's crazy? When you get older and you start looking at other people, especially like when I'm at the grocery store and I'm looking at people, and I'm like, oh. And I look at somebody, I'm like, oh, they're probably like, you know, 60 and then i'm like oh my parents are 60 yeah you know and they really look probably 80 i don't know you know so it's kind of like your age perception as you get older you're like wow yeah i forget that i'm in my four i literally yeah. forget i'm in my 40s yeah it's it's kind of crazy how life works like that yeah i know <laughs> and i still want to do the stupid stuff i did in my 20s yeah yeah like, you know, sometimes it, it you know good thing good thing my bones is. are still healthy i think you know <laughs> <laughs> I haven't broken anything yet, so well, that's good. Exactly. Yeah, I haven't either. Surprisingly, um, I was a cheerleader in high school and middle school, and actually some in college. I actually started at Southern Connecticut State University before Johnson Wales. Did you? Yeah. So the whole, I guess, uh, story background of how I got to Johnson Wales was in high school. The only thing I really was good at was photography and cheerleading, and I really didn't care about school. You yeah. know, I, I was like, whatever. It, it's school. It's funny to say that because I didn't. I went to school like I liked it yeah i didn't care either it was just like whatever just like, i was happy just getting a c yeah i like, you know what i was a straight 3.0 student and yeah. you know that's okay it's not honor roll you know it's not honors it's not like anything that anybody's like celebrating it's just you're a 3.0 which is a b and you're average and you're just yeah. that's that and actually there you go actually i don't know i'm not trying to say i'm smart by any means but like i just never felt challenged that's okay like, literally like in school like well, also, like, there's there's a probably with that being said, there's also like a held up to like certain standards or push you in certain directions. Like if 
you know, you don't do your homework and you don't have somebody being like, you know, on you about it, then yeah, why no one would, was on you me. know, exactly. Why would you care? Yeah. No one was ever on. That's me. like a whole nother topic for another day where yeah. I go in like a tangent about how I feel like, uh, you know, certain things about high school failed me, but you know, yeah. it is what it is. I used to have one. <laughs> yeah. I went to, I went to central in college uh-huh. and, and I had, uh, for the four years, my ex, my girlfriend at the time mm-hmm. and I dated and she used to get so pissed cause like. I would just never buy notebooks and I would just listen mm-hmm. and like, right. oh, I'll just, just, I still pass everything. And I, right, right. some of the classes, she was like, you did better than I did. Like, yeah, that's it's when just, it's, that's when it's hard. Cause you're like, wow, I tried really hard. And this guy who didn't try at all is doing better. Like I suck. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you, you know, that's when you start going into downward spiral and yeah. you're just like, it's just, why am I here? <laughs> yeah. Even when my job now, my, my, or when I was in my other office, well, my bosses would be like, Aren't you going to write that down? I'm telling you, I go, I don't need to. Yeah. Some like, people just like they can hear it and like, memorize it. Why, like, yeah. I'm I'm more like photographic, which I think makes sense for like what I do. Yeah. But yeah. Some people just hear it. They know it. That's like musicians. A lot of the time they can hear like a guitar or a piano or, or anything and they just listen to it and they can play it. They can play it. Yeah. Yeah. Which it, I think is yeah. so cool. I I can't definitely can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I give them yeah, credit. I, I remember like when we were the person next to me who sat at the desk next to me, she was like rattling off numbers trying to do the math. I go, whatever the math was, I go, the answer's 50. I go, it's, it's 50. <laughs> yeah. Whatever she was adding. And she was like, I'll go, it's, it's 50. It's okay. Yeah. I'll do the math. Just tell me the numbers. I'll do it for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, my big thing in high school. So I was the president of the national art honor society. That was like the most prestigious thing I probably did. But, um, so my big thing, like I said, was cheerleading and photography. That's all I cared about. And so when I moved on to college, I was like, okay, well, what has both? And at the time, Southern Connecticut, uh, state, their division two, and they had the national championship cheerleading squad for all girls so i was like mm-hmm. okay boom sign me up they have photography at the school mm-hmm. i have good you know good enough grades to get in and so i started doing that and um you know what's funny it's like when you're like really good in high school at a sport and then you go to college you're like wow everybody's really good but like way better than me yeah and so that was kind of my problem you know i was really good at cheerleading you know for my school uh for fairfield county i actually won uh, all fairfield county twice and we, my team placed third at states twice, which was all you needed to do to qualify for regionals. So we mm. didn't care as long as we got third. It, that was like first for us. Yeah. So um, once I got to college and I was like, holy crow, all these people are absolutely tremendous. And uh, I'm like bottom of the barrel. That was like a huge shock to me, you know, going from being like at the top of your game in high school and then getting into college sports and you're like, you know, the run to the litter. Yeah. You're like, wow, that's a big, big shock. So, um, I kind of fell out of it, uh, fell out of the sport, but, um, I also fell out of the sport. My, uh, my parents were going through a divorce at the time, like going into college. So it was like dealing with your, you know, you're 18, your parents are separating. You literally just moved into college. Your life is completely different. Um, and now you realize you're not as good as at what you love as you thought you were. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know I, I, if I don't have cheerleading, like, what am I going to do with myself? You know, photography was cool, but it wasn't the end all and be all like mm-hmm. cheerleading was surpassed that. Yeah. So, you know, I went to a therapy session 
And uh, she said, you know, you always like to make cupcakes in high school. Why don't you do that as a career? And I literally laughed. I was like, nobody, you can't make cupcakes as a career. Like that's not, that's not, you know, marketing and communications and law. Like that's not a thing. And so I, I researched it. And uh, that's how I found Johnson and Wales. Mm -hmm. So going back to that statement, I made cupcakes in high school. So I actually bought a book that I saw, you know, like Barnes and Noble or whatever. And it was about decorating cupcakes, which is like household items. So, you know, your Twizzlers, your Oreos, Mm -hmm. et cetera, you know, spice drops. And I would make them for baker, you know, um, the bake sales for leading and you know national honor society and i was on the yearbook committee and stuff like that so i make these cupcakes uh that looked like you know lions and, and zebras and other random things owls and that was my hope was that people would buy more cupcakes at the bake sales and we would get more money for our activities because they didn't look like stop and shop yeah. you know uh they looked cool and different and inventive so that's how I got into decorating cupcakes. Um, at this time, I wasn't like making my own. I was just still box mixing it, mm-hmm. uh, but I was doing the creative part of it. So, so that's how I got you know this grasp on cupcakes in general. I never made them from scratch as a kid. I wouldn't even make cake like box mix. I'd be like, "Oh, mom, I'm really bad at it. Can you just make it for me? <laughs> like you're gonna make it better." So uh, she would always do it for me. Oh, go figure. Yeah, yeah right? I Because people ask, like, oh, was it a passion since you were a little kid? I was like, nope. 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 Eating yeah. them, yes. Making them, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, so that's where that came from. And then, you know, I started researching Johnson & Wales. And mm. um, I applied. I got in. And uh, my mom said she knew it was something I wanted to do because it was the first time that she noticed me really, like, put initiative into you know post-grad schooling yeah Yeah, pretty much um i i mean i even took like a michael's cake course at one point in you know you know at the end of high school or whatever um making like really cheesy looking like fourth of july cakes with like a big uncle sam on top and Mm. (laughs) stuff like that um so yeah so then i got into johnson wales and i started there i i mean i learned everything that's what's so great about that school you learn um, I think the first class I ever took was pies and tarts. And I remember my instructor, she was so cute. She was this older woman with pigtails and she owned a place called Olga's cup and saucer. And it's not there anymore. I don't think I would trust. Food um, from, I would trust food from a lady named Olga. Right. She was, she was so darn cute uh-huh. and she had glasses like mine and, and gray hair and these two little short pigtails. And she came up to me and she's like, oh, uh, what are you doing with your crust? I was like, well, I couldn't figure out how you, you know, like put the little imprints in it. So I tried to figure it out on my own. And it was so wrong. Like it was so backwards. Like it it was ever, it was just not right. And she smiled at me and she just said, well, we'll see what it looks like when it bakes. And I was like, okay. (laughs) I mean, you couldn't, it was fine, but it definitely wasn't right, you know? And this was like the first pie Uh I ever made. Well, the first bake good I've ever made, you know? Like I said, I was box mix queen. Yeah. You know, I thought putting pudding in box mix was like, I just elevated the game so much. You can do that. If you make box mix at home, put a package of pudding in it, any flavor you want. If you want the cake to be banana flavored, you could put a pack of banana pudding in it and it it tastes better. Just so you know, (laughs) that's one thing I taught myself. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So I, you know, pies and tarts, that's what my first class was. And, 
you know, going into Johnson Wales, I had no experience, right? And there are a lot of kids that come from these tech schools, and you're just like, wow. Yeah, they knew, They probably knew they were going to be a cook when they right. were like three. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just like, wow, I am so behind on the eight ball, and these kids are just schooling me. Yeah. It's like nowadays when you're watching, like, the Food Network, like the 12-year-olds. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I, yeah, and I'm like, I, yeah. I couldn't even tell you, you know, how to crack an egg back then. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was my first class, you know, took – a cookies class uh i mean you name it the classes there um we did sugar artistry chocolate artistry venwasserie which is breakfast pastry so mm. you know your croissants danishes things like that mm. which uh bread class all you eat you just take home all of your products so you literally just eat bread for like two weeks straight that sounds like a good time to me yeah i mean when you're in college and you really you know you still have that metabolism of like an 18 year old yeah. man i couldn't do that now but back then yeah. i did my and my metabolism yeah. went downhill about 35 yeah so. <laughs> yeah so there's that but um so yeah so what's cool about the school is you could actually get just an associates if you wanted mm -hmm. to um so once you finish the associates program which i did for baking pastry um then you can decide kind of where you want to go from there. So you could either do what's called P4, which means pastry for your program, or you can do um, like a management program. So you get a little bit of baking, but you get more food service management. Mm -hmm. um, so I was kind of like, you know what? I feel like I could teach myself food yeah. service management. I feel like I need somebody to show me more. Um, we call them labs, uh, a lab classes, so I can get more hands-on experience. So that's why I decided to do the P4 program. So I ended up graduating summa cum laude, which is pretty dope because my high school guidance counselor, uh, we had a meeting with my mom. Remember I told you I was like a 3.0 student, like mm -hmm. nothing crazy. And she said to her, you know, I think you should just like put Adriana in community college because like I, I just don't think she's going to be able to do anything else. And so, like, can you imagine your guidance counselor telling Tell you basically, yeah. like, you're shit, so just don't bother with life, right? And so, um, yeah, so I, I tried for the first time. You know, I mean, not that I didn't try in school, but, like, I just didn't, it just didn't excite me, really, you yeah, know? Yeah, it never, I get it, because no. it never excited me. I, I wanted to be a marine biologist at one point, and then I had a chemistry class, um, and the teacher didn't speak like any English oh, and geez. they just pushed everybody along. Yeah. And this is, like I said before, um, one of the reasons why I think high school uh, failed me as a person was they should have obviously realized that none of us had any idea of what he was saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all I remember was him saying the word mole, which I guess is like a, a term of, you know, a size proportion of something in science. And uh, that's the only thing I remember from that Jeez. class. Also, one of the kids, he's like the class clown. Um, you know, playing snake on his calculator and then getting in trouble for it when the security guard came in, you know, the doctor, uh, his name was Dr. Zhao. And he was like, oh yeah, you know, he's uh, playing on his calculator. And the security guard looked at him and was like, what? Like, this is what you're getting, kicking him out of class for? And yeah, it was just <laughs> like, it was just nonstop. I mean, I was in that class because I was so mad that this guy was like ruining my chances at you know rescuing the whales and stuff like that and sea lions i remember <laughs> <laughs> i remember taking like a crap ton of matches and lighting them up at the same time and then throwing them in the garbage can <laughs> Oh, <laughs> like i was just so mad i was like this guy is ruining my future um he didn't like that but i, I didn't get in trouble i just was like looked at him with one of those faces like 
<laughs> like, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> so anyways, you know, teenage, teenage girls. Anyways, so, um, so yeah, I actually graduated uh, summa cum laude, which is the top honors. And so that's a nice um, middle finger to that woman uh, to say, yeah, I went to college and I am successful and you didn't believe in me. So, hi yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm into, I picked up photography myself. Yeah. Actually. It's, it's great because it's not a school, uh, a yeah. skill that you'll ever lose. Yeah. Like I still have my um, Nikon D40X, which they yeah. don't even make I have anymore. A, I, have actually, <laughs> I have it underneath my jacket. I have the, uh, I got to move. I, I forget to move my mic as I talk. Yeah. <laughs> But I have my D thirty four hundred. Oh, nice! I'm, I'm it's, I still got my backpack. Oh, that's cool. I uh, I shot uh, Alice Cooper last year. Oh, this year? No, wait. Yeah, we we're two thousand twenty three. So where was he performing? The Oakdale. Oh, oh my God! This yeah. is gonna date me so much. But the first time I went to the Oakdale, I saw Jesse McCartney perform. Did you? Yeah. You know, I totally fangirled the shit out of that. Yeah. But um, oh, and also, that was that guy. Um. I want to say his name, John Edwards. Remember, he was like the psychic guy. Yeah, he was the psychic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went and saw that too, with my mom. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't. Remember, who was my first concert there? You know, I don't. I don't remember. Oh, cool. you know, actually, I do remember. I think the first time. Remember, I I remember going to besides Alice Cooper. I remember seeing a perfect circle there, mm-hmm. and then I saw Godsmack. And then who else did I see? I saw. Can't remember. Do you remember your first concert ever? I do. Who was it? It, it was. It was actually the 104 Fest. Oh really? Yeah, it was actually Creed. Oh my gosh! It was there and. Uh, did you go to Milford uh, Oyster Fest? No. Oh. Okay. Because he was there he last was there. year, right? Yeah, he was there. And like, I actually I wanted to, to have a booth there just yeah. in general, but I just I was the weekend I was I forgot what I did. But I was I was busy that weekend, so I couldn't go. I always miss it. Yeah, I'm always so. somewhere else. But yeah. my first concert was Hillary Duff. Was it? <laughs> yes, it was Hillary Duff yeah. in Bridgeport, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I it was the 104 Fest, and it was Creed. It was I had more interest in in who was opening for them it was uh seven dust was the, oh the... okay so i've seen creed once technically i didn't really see them because i went for the opener and not for creed yeah uh you ever heard of the band skillet yeah yeah that's who i went to see it was at mohegan sun oh was it yeah so we went and we saw skillet and then everybody's like yeah creed and we're like okay bye yeah <laughs> we're, we're, like, we're all here for it's the opener funny because like <laughs> we we stayed for creed and everyone was going nuts for them like yeah. they were like everyone was singing along to the songs like yeah. i'm not a big creed fan right but nothing against them i just i, I just don't i don't have to understand bands all oh, nickelback socks this and that whatever band say. yeah that's just that they're they're the band for a while everyone was shitting i was nickelback right yeah like hey if you like nickelback you like nickelback that doesn't that kind of stuff doesn't bother me like i know but like it's just funny because everyone was into it and uh what caught what what caught my attention was Seven Seven Dust, they just uh, came up with. They just they just broke. You know, they just started recently. That their their song just came popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tour, and uh, they were jump around on little trampolines. Oh, that's cool. And they years later, I was talking to one of my step nephew's friends, and I was talking to him. He goes, "Oh, when I you know we're talking about bands, I go, I remember seeing uh, 
Seven Dust, and they were jumping on trampolines, like the, the, little, the little tiny ones. that you Yeah, from the... like the 90s aerobics. Yeah. Yeah, we and definitely like, had one of those. And like they would be running around, they would just jump on, and they would jump to the next thing. They they since had, they stopped it after the tour because this guy named Clint that's in the band, mm-hmm. he jumped and he broke his ankle. I knew that was, I was waiting for So that's for why that. they stopped. Dudes yeah. using trampolines. Which makes sense. I mean, like, you're yeah. going to miss one time. Oh, they actually, they're the other band I saw at, at uh, Oakdale. Oakdale. Because yeah. my stepnephew wanted to go see him. Because yeah, he's like a big fan of Seven Dust. That's cool. So. Awesome. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. uh, you know what? I, let me tell you, I've been on the hunt to do for years. I still have not found someone to do this because they have not agreed to it. And they haven't figured it out yet. So I want to have a. Uh, Dr. Pepper themed cupcake. Oh, okay. And, and I would call it Dr. Chris. Because <laughs> you know, right. like there's Dr. Bob, there's yeah. Dr. Thunder, there's Dr. Wait, what's that other one? Mr. Piv. Mr. Piv. Mr. Piv. And, and I worked at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings for a couple years in college and we had Mr. Piv. Did you? Yeah, and, and I had... never heard of it before until yeah. then. I, you know, I didn't know it was so popular for a while, Mr. Piv. Yeah. But like, I want to have, you know, like, and they're all like offshoots of Dr. Pepper. Well, of course. Uh, you know, so yeah. just like their, their their version of what Dr. Pepper would be. Yeah. And supposedly Dr. Pepper is like 23 flavors, quote unquote. Yeah. And it's, I guess it's like just Amarillo flavoring. Supposedly. Really? I guess if you get Amarillo, it's just the same. Yeah, yeah. It's like the same flavoring. But like. Uh, well, I'm going to have to look into so, that and uh, I will definitely name it after you. Yeah. If, and like. Uh, if I can work that out. So for a couple of years, I was trying to get a couple of people uh, to do it. And I know the bakery, I, I was on them to do it, but we were no longer friendly. So they're out of the picture. Not that, <laughs> not that we're not friendly, but. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's all right. But they're, I can, I, I'd rather give someone else the money. Listen, I, I will take your money gladly yeah, <laughs> and not and feel then, bad about it. <laughs> and then, like, and for a while, I was like, I want to have, like, there'll be like the, for a couple of years, I've been trying to get it. Uh, I was just, well, Actually, Lou and I were talking about this before the show, before you got here. Yeah. But, like, I want to have, like, why can't I have not CT Small Business themed but like, why can't I have uh, the CT Small Business Cupcake or like... Like a signature. Not, yeah. Or yeah. like, say, it'll be like, say, the Dr. Chris. Yeah. I can endlessly promote the Dr. Chris Cupcake and like... Yeah. Or like, or like say, a hot sauce. And like, it'll be like... What if what? it's your like send off? You're like, and by the way, don't forget the Dr. Chris Cupcake. Yeah. Right? At so-and-so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. See? Yeah. See? And, uh, and we're like a hot sauce and like... Uh, a pizza a whole, I, I, I a have whole like, like sponsored list all, of foods i have all the like these lists and my th- my problem is i i i think too much of like and you don't write them down yeah because we were discussing that yeah, yeah and like yeah you gotta I, write it down i uh i was in talks with someone to do an ice cream like yeah a company like a yeah. like a like a restaurant mm-hmm. restaurant no ice cream shop creamery yeah in creamery yeah. i couldn't yeah. think of the word and like <laughs> it's just in and every cream. every every freaking flavor I would think of they're like oh we got that, oh we do that already, oh we have that flavor already, we have this flavor already, like damn it, I go I go just just uh I, you know I was like, just do a Sunday and just make a Sunday and that'll be my Sunday. Oh my gosh. And like you know what I mean or, or yeah. like for a while I was also trying to get, uh someone to have a, a food challenge. Oh yeah. The yeah, way yeah. I can go down there and, and do the food challenge. Yeah. 
And I could do it like on, we could do it on like Instagram Live or yeah. No, that sounds so like fun. That. You know what the I wouldn't. I guess it's the weirdest or kind of most interesting combination, um, in terms of cupcakes that I've done. So there's two. Uh, I have a friend. Um, he was a butcher when I first met him. I worked at a restaurant in New Canaan, and uh, I was kind of like leaving to go to another job, and he just started. So mm-hmm. we that's how we met, and he was getting married and wanted me to make a make his cake and i was like i can't just make him like you know funfetti cake like this guy this guy needs something extra right yeah so i made him a coconut curry cake with mango cream cheese frosting that sounds interesting it it was very interesting it was very interesting so how i made it was i took my coconut uh cake recipe and added like you know madras curry powder to it and same thing with the cream cheese frosting added mango puree to it um and it's just crazy it's like this obviously sweet like coconut cake and it has these like kind of like this spice finish to it um and then you know the mango cream cheese frosting both of those things are kind of like sweet tangy tart um so it just combined and was like really kick ass and oh, i was yeah. really proud of myself because i was like wow i pushed myself way out of the comfort zone for that one and um and then he came back and it was his wife's uh birthday and he was like she really likes london fog lattes can you make a cake like that and i was like What's a London fog? so a Lo- a london fog latte so um so it's basically earl gray tea with lavender and vanilla syrup so i made a Earl Grey and lavender cake. So, uh, so what I really like doing with some of my uh, cakes when I like to get you know fancy, is I like to take um, dried herbs or or spices or tea, for instance, and blend it you know really finely in a spice grinder and fold that into the batter. So, for instance, I, I saw this idea in uh, a cookbook. There was one. Um, year when I worked I worked in Darien um for like four years before I moved up this way and um you know you're really slow in January and February so I was like what am I gonna do to like kind of you know make things or at least push myself so I started like a a little blog at the time and it was called baking through the pages and I would um pick out a book because I had so many on my shelf at the time and I'd pick five uh, recipes I would make them and then I would do like my interpretation of that recipe or -hmm. how I would change it so this one book had a recipe for a green cake that's what it was called it was just like you know like the green smoothies that have you know basil and all this other stuff in it so literally all they did for this cake was chop like fresh basil or mint or whatever really finely and folded it into the cake batter and I was like huh that's really cool so I tried it so the first thing I did was a basil cupcake with strawberry buttercream and I was like huh that's that's interesting that's you know something different um and so I I've been just kind of running with that so if you like any sort of tea I can make a cake that tastes like that tea um mint basil you know sage rosemary that type of stuff so um what's really cool about like when you get to a certain point in your career as a pastry chef you understand the chemistry so well that you can just have a recipe and then change it into like seven different things yeah which is great like you know you could take a chocolate chip i i actually i went to west hill high school um right before i gave birth so this is probably like the last couple weeks in november um and did a presentation for kids who wanted to go to culinary school mm-hmm. and so there were these two girls that walked up to me at the end of the presentation and they said 
you know, we're doing this bake sale for our church. We wanted to make cookies, but we wanted to make them like special. Mm-hmm. They're like, how do we do that? And I said, well, put a little pot in it. <laughs> we all said, <laughs> I mean, yes, that would make them very special. Yeah. But um, I said, what you're going to do is you're going to make a chocolate chip cookie recipe, but don't put the chocolate chips in mm-hmm. at the end. All right. So you're going to tape that dough and you're going to divide it in three bowls. I said, one bowl, you're going to put chocolate chips. One bowl, you're going to put like M&Ms. And then the other bowl, you could put like Oreo cookies. Mm -hmm. I said, so now you just took one recipe and you made three different items out of it. Um, And they were like, oh, you know, like a lot of people don't know that. And so, you know, when you're a business owner, you know, my, you know, my father's always like, you got to work smarter, not harder. And like, that's a way to work smarter. Yeah. You know, you're, you're doing one thing in one time frame but making three different products so yeah but going back to you writing down your awesome ideas so Mm -hmm. the way i got um the idea for my business good morning cupcake was um when i was in high school i actually had a dream like legitimately like go to sleep had a dream and i'm like jogging up the street and i see this business this cupcake business and it had you know like um on the bottom was this blue sort of squiggly pattern that looked like a cupcake liner and then the awning was white with these like sprinkle colored on them and had this big like really goofy-esque sun logo and it said good morning cupcake on it and i opened the door and i like walked in and i woke up and i was like I don't know what this is, but I need to write down what I saw. And so I still have the piece of paper from whenever that was like, you know, um, let's see. I'm going to say like 10, 12 years ago. Oh, geez. Yeah. Probably 12. You know, I think of like a slogan too, like that. It's like, instead of, you know how, remember, I don't know, I forget who it was, where it was that good morning Vietnam. What was that? I forgot what it was. It was, so they were like, good morning Vietnam. It was a movie, movie, right? So instead of saying good morning Vietnam, it's good morning cupcake. Yeah. You announce it and then you go into this whole spiel of cupcake. I don't know. <laughs> Never mind. Well, I, it's I also, funny. I was, my mind's also fogged up. It's okay. <laughs> well, it's funny because it's kind of like a term of endearment, I guess, but it's all, I don't know. It's also just cutesy. So yeah. um, I originally drew the logo on like paint. Mm-hmm. When again, when I was like 18, 19 years old. And so when I was becoming more serious about opening the business, I found a graphic designer and I literally gave him the paint file and said, can you make this look professional? Yeah. Cause right now it obviously looks like a kid drew it, mm-hmm. which at the time I was a kid. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it makes sense. Um, but yeah, so that was my, you know, I always had this piece of paper. I always had this idea in the back of my mind, like this is what I'm supposed to do with my life. Clearly I'm very like intuitive and kind of little granola crunchy esque. And so I was like, this is what I'm supposed to do with my life. I don't know how I'm going to get there. I don't know when I'm going to get there, but one day I'm going to get there. So, so obviously cheerleading killed off, uh, photography, <laughs> all that jazz. So I went to Johnson Wales after Johnson Wales. Um, I actually, while I was there, I was graduating early cause of credits. Um, so I was graduating in like February instead of May. So I started looking at jobs. I applied to probably 50 different jobs and all over New York, Connecticut, and Rhode Island because I didn't know where I was going to stay. And I think I heard back from like three, which I guess is obviously very common and typical. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I went and I, I saw them. And one of the jobs that I heard back from was a place in uh, Greenwich. And 
I walked in there and they told, you know, they said, oh, how much are you, you know, asking for per hour? And they said, I want $15. Now, granted, I asked for this back in like 2014. Mm-hmm. So like $15 was a lot back then, right? $15 now is like just normal, average, run a mill. Yeah. Um, so back then I was like, I want $15 an hour. And the guy laughed in my face. He's like, why do you think you deserve $15 an hour? And I just looked at him and I said, I value my education more than what you're willing to pay me. And I just walked out (laughs) and I was like, next. And so I was like, crap, is this like what I'm going to be stuck doing? And then I I had another interview in Boston at this bakery and um, it was like 11 or a 12 a.m. to 8 a.m. shift. That was going to be the thing. And she's like, well, we pay for, we pay $10 an hour. And then after, you know, 30 days, we give you 11. And again, so I said, I'm sorry, but I can't do that. I don't, I'm not going to work for anything less than $15. And she's like, well, the national average for a baking, a starting baking position is $10 an hour. And I was like, I understand that. But again, I value my education more. Yeah. And so again, I was like a nope. So I'm already like two or three down out of the three. So I get a phone call. Um, from this random lady and was like, hey, uh, we think you'd be a good fit for something that we have available. Give us a call back. So I give them a call back and they're like, yeah, so this is um, so-and-so from Cipriani, which is a, if you've been in New York City, uh, they have a small location inside Grand Central. They have a, um, I guess like you could call it a cafe and a large you know, hall across the street on 42nd. Um, they have, at the time they had two restaurants throughout the city and, or three restaurants. Cause technically where I was on wall street, they had a restaurant, they had like a condo or apartment complex and a hall. And then while I was there, they just opened up a place. They called it Broadway. It was like right across the street from the, um, wall street bowl. Okay. So they call me they're like, you know, this fancy place and they asked me if I wanted a job as a sous pastry chef and I was like holy crap like coming out of college and I'm already getting management level positions Mm -hmm. I was I I walked back into class because they called me during class and I said to my you know it's a professor but we call them chefs and I said to my chef I said I just got a call for a, a, a like a sous chef position she's like that's great I'm like what are you talking about? I can't take that job. Like that's, that's way above like where I am right now. And she's like, why? She's like, I was like, I don't know. I don't think I could do it. She's like, why not? And I was like, I don't know. Cause I've never done anything, you know, outside of internships before. And she was like, I don't know what you're talking about. You should take it. And I did. And so I was like, yay, I'm making $30,000, <laughs> which I mean was it averaged it. It averaged out to like sixteen eighty eight an hour or something like that. And to me at that time, I was like, this is what I've been waiting for. You know, I, I obviously said I was looking for something over $15 an hour. This was more. And I worked on Wall Street. Like how many people could say they did yeah. that, right? Did you live in Canada at the time too? So or? yeah, I'm uh, born and raised in Stanford. So I lived in Stanford. Yeah. So <laughs> my hours were get up at 4.30 a.m., Literally, I had 15 minutes to, like, get myself somewhat okay looking. So, like, barely brush my hair, um, brush my teeth, put on clothes, and get out the door. Yeah. Um, drove from, I lived in uh, the Springdale section of okay. town. So, if you're unfamiliar with Stanford, that's 
uh, closer to like New Canaan, Darien borderline um, than other parts of Stanford. So I'd get in my car and I would drive from the Springdale down to the train station at 4.45. I'd get there at about 5.05, a mm-hmm. um, little bit uh, earlier than that. And then I would take, it was either the 5.06 or the 5.07 train um, into Manhattan. I'd get off the train at about like 6.05, 6.10, and then I would go downstairs to the Green Line and take the Green Line four stops to Wall Street, and then I had to walk three blocks. Jeez. And I did I, I did that for a year until I was like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I would go in, at, and then I would start my job at 6.30. And so um, what was really interesting about that job was it was considered commissary work. So for those of you who aren't familiar with that term, it means... Um, making everything in one location and then shipping it out. So we, as the pastry department, made everything out Wall Street, and then people would come in, you know, with the big box trucks and ship it you out ship throughout it out the, the day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so as a, I was considered a junior sous pastry chef because I've never been one before, and so as a junior sous pastry chef, I had a staff of fifteen, and I was the only American born. And out of the 15, I was one out of three women. And out of the 15, I was one of five English speakers. So I, I am Puerto Rican. Um, my father is 100% Puerto Rican, but he never taught me uh, Spanish, Spanish. And yeah. I will never forgive him for that. Um, so, you know, I had like some very little knowledge of um, Spanish. But I had to teach these people how to make things with a language barrier like that so i had to literally like physically show them you know you're mixing the brownie batter until all the sugars dissolve and like have them literally you know with a glove on touch and like try to figure out a way to communicate what i need them to do without actually communicating words so it's a lot of physical um things and just like you know sucre which is sugar so like thinking of okay what do i know how to say and how can i just put all these little words together to make it happen um and so it was very redundant that job because it was commissary it was it's corporate um you know it's not corporate in the sense of like applebee's but it's corporate in the sense of like there are other locations throughout the united states like there's some in miami there's some in california um there's obviously all over italy they have um you know, Dubai and Mexico city and, and all over the place. So it's all over the world, this company. And, um, I learned quickly that because it is corporate, you can't change anything. So for instance, um, they were spraying water on the cakes to give them moisture, right? Doing that actually is the worst thing for your cake. You're drying it out because sugar is hydroscopic which means it attracts moisture. So if the cake is sugary and you just put water on it, it's literally going to suck it up, but there's nothing to hold its retention, right? So you need to put a, what's called a simple syrup on a cake. So if you're familiar with like bar drinks, you know, you get simple syrup or in lemonade, simple syrup is literally just a one-to-one ratio of water or liquid because you can use any liquid and sugar. So by adding that on top of the cake compared to water, you're, bringing the liquid into the cake and having it stay there because the liquid has sugar in it. So I told you, I really geek out about yeah, this stuff. So. It's all good. <laughs> so, we, don't, we don't mind. You know? All right, great. As long as you guys don't mind. So, so they were spraying it with just like water. And I was like, no, you guys have to put simple syrup on it. And they're like, oh no, we don't want it to be sweet. And I was like, no, you 
dingus. That's not how it works. And so I learned like, okay, even though these are things that can make it things better, it doesn't matter because it's corporate and they do what they want and they don't care. They don't care what I say or how to fix things. Um, And it was very repetitive. I mean, like we would make um, the average size party there was like 1200 people. And we had big names like Pharrell Williams at the time at his birthday party there and like Nickelodeon sponsored it. So we went, I was able to go out and like see the decorations and it was all SpongeBob theme. Like they turned the balcony of the ballroom into like a ship and like his name was all the characters and giant letters and stuff. And like the jets have a lunch in there all the time, like any sort of, um, you know, big celebrity thing when they're asking for money is held at Cipriani. So okay. there's a lot of big name clientele. I never got to meet anybody because I was, you know, the morning shift. So that kind of stunk. But like, I remember um, one of the guys who worked in like the office part, he was like, guess who's coming in today? And I was like, I don't know. He's like Bruno Mars. I was like, oh, this is so ridiculous. Like, I don't get any of the good perks. Like, yeah. I don't get to meet any cool people. I don't get to see them perform. I don't even, I get nothing. I get nothing but come here early in the morning and then peace out when we're done. So yeah. I was like, that sucks. But I do have to say with that job, um, I learned how to cut cake really well because we cut a lot of cake and we had to cut like a two and a half inch cake into six slices. Yeah, that was so thin. It's so thin. I cut my three like- inch cakes right now into three pieces so that would be an inch each right yeah so imagine doing that but the cake is smaller and having to do double jeez so six inches so yeah that was something in college i wasn't good at so i was like okay well that's good i'm gaining this skill so after that i um was like i don't want to commute anymore i want to go something closer to home so i was the pastry chef um for a restaurant new canaan and I kind of knew going into it, I didn't really like the restaurant world. Um, but that job solidified me not like the restaurant world. Mm. Uh, it's just a different atmosphere. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of hotheads in the kitchen in restaurants. There's a lot of not nice people in in restaurants. And people throw stuff. People mm. burn your stuff on purpose. Um, especially because I was a woman. Like, that was definitely part of it like i remember this one guy he was supposed to be the sous chef and he had he was on grill station and he had an oven right underneath him to put like the chicken in and i was using the convection for brownies like brownies cook 350 whatever so i like went it was the last thing i had to do too i went put the brownies in you know spun them around after x amount of time i went back and he turned the oven on broil and those things were black like absolute charcoal hard as rock and I just looked at him and was like, really? And of course, he didn't have the balls to say anything, of course. Yeah. But I was just like, why? You are you lazy SOB. You couldn't just bend down and put your chicken down there. You had to like, you know, mess with yeah. my oven just because you're a lazy sack. So, you know, that's the type of stuff that I had to deal with. I also, you know, um, like the Me Too movement in terms of like kitchen stuff is real. Like I used to wear sweatpants under my um kitchen pants because it's cold and like mm-hmm. kitchen pants aren't really comfortable and i would have like uh, certain staff members say you know we don't like that you wear sweatpants under your pants because then nobody could like see your butt and oh, i was like uh, well maybe that's why i do it yeah <laughs> um you know so stuff like that Jeez. and uh I, and somebody came up to me and was like you know 
you're too nice. You're never going to be successful as a chef if you're going to be this nice. And I said, well, I don't want to be successful then if I can't be nice. I was like, screw that. Yeah. So I actually went to something in the city a friend of mine took me to, and I was telling her that story. And Keegan Gerhardt, who's like a big pastry chef known guy, you know, he's been on um, Food Network a bunch and he owns D-Bar in Denver. And he overheard me say that story. And he's like, don't let anybody ever tell you that because there's tons of nice people in the restaurant industry. And I just looked at him and I was like, first of all, I was like, oh my God, you heard me. And second of all, oh my God, it's Keegan Gerhardt. And I just looked at him and I was like, thanks. And I was just like, holy crap, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> like I had such a fangirl moment, but I, I didn't, I kept it in. Um, See, every time I think, of yeah. so- every time I think of something like that, I think of Gordon Ramsay, like yelling at somebody. Oh, that's so for show. But I mean, yeah. he, maybe for him, that's for show. But in actuality, like, yeah. I mean, I got like a thing of cucumbers dumped on me because the guy who owned it didn't like the way they were cut. Oh, jeez. You know, and just like crap like that. Yeah. You know, if you didn't clean your station properly, you got there in the morning and all your stuff was just like, you know, spread out all over the table for you to like re-clean. So I was just like. I remember coming home and saying to my mom, I feel like I'm being bullied like I'm back in high school. And she's like, so maybe you shouldn't work there. Yeah. And I was like, you're right. And so I, I left. I wasn't there for very long. I think I was there for like five months. You know, it was good for like the first month. And then, you know, the facade fades off. Yeah. So I left there and I got a job as a head pastry chef for a cafe catering company in Darien. And I worked there for almost four years. Yeah. I, I loved it. Um, I feel like my earth, the earth is shaking. Yeah, no, I did feel that. It must be somebody upstairs, like, yeah. walking really hard or something. Um, but, yeah, so I worked in uh, Darianne. I really liked it. My boss gave me so much creative freedom. When we had um, my initial interview, she was like, well, you know, I don't want to hire you if you're just going to leave, like, within a year. And Because I told her. I said, my, my main goal in life is to have my own business. And she said, okay, give me three years. I will teach you everything I know. You're allowed to ask me like, you know, any questions. And uh, that's all, you know, I could ask from you. And I was like, sign me up. I was like, cool. She let me literally run the bakery section of the cafe as if it was my own business. So I really got to learn so many things because I didn't have to be scared of failing. Right. It's on somebody else's dime. I mean, that is the way it is. Right. So um, now I have like... 90 different cookie recipes and I have you know different cake recipes and I really got to hone in on these skills that I didn't really have before yeah. you'll soon have the Dr. Chris cupcake. there you go we'll have the Dr. Chris Mr. Pip hybrid whatever yeah. it is so yeah so I really got to hone in my skills and then once the time come came for me to leave it was the time for me to leave you know what I mean yeah. sometimes you just get to a point where you're like I just I think it's I gotta go so I um I went and I took a course at the Women's Business Development Council in Stanford. Um it's called GPS, the Guided Planning Services or something like that and it's a business writing course. And uh I came in and um I had a a binder full of all my ideas and all my research and all this stuff. And I said, "Here's my logo, here's this, here's that." And they're like, "Oh, you really should take this course because you already have so much research done, like you're going to be really successful in it. And I was like, all right, that sounds great. So while I was taking this course, Connecticut passed um, a law act, whatever you want to call it, 
for the Connecticut cottage license. So what a cottage license is, is giving the ability of a person to make you know, certain, and I say certain because you can't make everything, food products out of your house. So you can't make chicken soup because chicken soup um, can kill somebody within, you know, X amount of time, right? You can't just put chicken soup on a, a bench and let it sit there, right? So basically with the cottage food license, you need to only make things that are going to go bad in the sense of like stale, but they're not going to kill anybody. So you can make cookies, but you can't make pie. So you can't make like a cream pie or an apple pie. Um, you can make chocolate chip cookies, you can make popcorn balls, um, you know, certain types of like chocolates or candies or whatever. But when it came down to cake, you couldn't use certain frostings, like you couldn't use cream cheese frosting because they consider it, you know, time temperature safe, not, you know, it's not safe if you have it sitting out for a certain amount of time. Um, so that was obviously restrictive, but I was like, this is still leaps and bounds over what I can do, you know, completely illegal. So this developed when I was doing this um, course. And so I was like, oh my gosh, well, I'm already getting out of this job. All I need to do is find a job that has better hours because I was working six days a week. um, So that has better hours so that on like the weekends and the time off, I could start creating this brand and this business. So um, I left that job. I went to a different job. Um, where I was an executive pastry chef and I had a staff of seven women, two spoke English, um, that I had to teach yeah. and you know, so, but let me tell you, I loved those women dearly. Yeah. Even, even though they barely understood what I said, I was still able to teach them and explain to them why. And like, you know, use somebody else to like kind of translate a little bit and the work that they produced without ever knowing anything besides like what they were taught at this location was phenomenal. And when I left, they, I mean, we all cried in a circle. Um, I left kind of on my own terms. I, I didn't like the way, um, the management was. So I was kind of like, you know what, let me, I think it's my time to go. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to figure it out. And then, uh, actually I got a call from Lincoln tech in Shelton Mm -hmm. and uh, they said, Hey, uh, we'd love for you to come out and uh, interview for a teaching position. We only have, you know, part time, but uh, let's see how this goes. So I was like, all right, well it's better than nothing. So I went out and uh, I got the job and they were like, yeah, we we really only have part time now. And at first I was like, well, I'm not going to take it then. Um, But then I had a falling out with that job and I was like, sign me up. Like, I'm done with that other job. I was not happy at all. You know, management is so important. You don't realize, like, how important management is when it comes to your job. Um, So I left. And then I started at Lincoln Tech. But actually, the best part is about two weeks before I started Lincoln Tech, um, or actually a little bit longer than that, um, the bakery got a phone call that I worked at. Um... And I didn't know this until multiple days later because the owner didn't tell me right away. But they called looking for the head pastry chef because it was Food Network and they had a show. And they were like, we think your pastry chef would be would work really well for the show. Like, this is so and so casting or whatever. And so they didn't tell me for a couple of days. And they were like, yeah, well, you know, they don't want to see me on the TV. And I was like what and he's like i'm not interested and i was like well i'm interested like yeah the call was for me not you bud so um 
So I called back. And uh, at this point, I've been trying out for Food Network shows for four years prior to that. And, you know, you get far on some shows and you don't get it. And then you don't get calls for other shows. And, you know, it's constant, like, back and forth and back and forth. So I, you know, I called, interviewed on the phone. Then I interviewed on Zoom. Then I probably interviewed on Zoom again. Then they were like, we want you to make X, Y, and Z. So then you make it and then you present it on Zoom and you cut it open and you explain everything you did. Um, And then I got, I think, one last interview and they send a packet of like, like, you know, sign off your life basically. Right. So they send a packet and they're like, okay, we'll get back to you if you're on it. And I'm like, well, I've never signed a packet before. Like I've been pretty far for like spring baking and a couple other shows. And I was like, I've never signed a packet before. So this has got to be something good. Um, this show was the Girl Scout Cookie Championship. I was, I was a Girl Scout. I was, yeah, I was a Girl Scout as a kid. So I was like, I mean, I mean, this is got to be in the bag. I just had yeah. such a good feeling about it, and I'm like I said, I'm really into like aura and like karma and all that stuff. So I, I just, I just knew it. And so I got the call. They're like, "Yep, you're gonna be on the show next week." It was like I had like I don't know, like a week to prepare. Um. So they kind of gave me a base outline of what was going to happen and challenges. And I was like, okay, well, I don't really know what's going to happen, but I could like try. So at home, I was just like testing a bunch of things Um, and was like, all right, well, this is kind of like my game plan going into it and uh, we'll go from there. Um, So it was taped in Jersey City, uh, which obviously uh, driving from Stanford is not that far. No. Um, but I lived in Milford at the time, so oh, <laughs> so that didn't help. Um, yeah. It tacked on an extra like, you know, hour or whatever, but it was fine. So we went out there and um, taping was from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m., two days. So that was, you know, it's it's stressful. I, I look at those kids shows and I'm like, I know the stress that I put myself through yeah. for just two days worth of filming. Right. Because it was just one episode. Mm-hmm. Those kids are on that show for you know, a whole season, mm-hmm. they're filming for at least two weeks if they make it to the end. Yeah. And I'm like, I know how much stress that was for an adult. I couldn't imagine what a kid would feel like. And so, like, I can't watch them. I can't watch those shows because I'm like, those kids and their emotions, too. Like, as an adult, you kind of like, all right, well, you got to look on the bright side. Kids don't know what bright side is. Yeah. They it's, just see darkness. At, like, 12 years old, yeah. you're starting to learn your emotions. Right. Not learn, but Yeah, like, but if you're, like, 10 and you're, like, you're, well, you lost. It's, like. And and you're, like, uh, so I, I don't, I purposely don't watch those shows because it just hurts me. I'm, like, I don't know how you could put a kid through that. Yeah. So, so anyway, so I got on the show. I did well. I won the first round. Uh, I got second in the second round, which I think is BS. But, you know, honestly, the guy who won only won because his cake was taller. That uh, point blank. Like, uh, that's all I could say is it looked fancier because it was taller. Uh. That's it. There's nothing else. But, you know, is what it is. Exactly. (laughs) You know what? What mattered was when the announced because you're you're not allowed to announce that you're on a show until it's you know it's announced so um i announced i was on the show um on like facebook or something in the milford groups and everybody was like where's your shop where's your storefront where are you located and i was like nowhere (laughs) in my house (laughs) so i was like shit this is the time time this is the time everyone's looking for you yeah this is the time to take that little piece of paper that i drew when i was like 18 years old and put it into fruition yeah so um 
I had a, a buddy of mine who was looking to start open a second business and he's like hey um i want to start a food truck but obviously i don't need all this space um would you want to like do 50 50 on this retail space and i was like okay okay it's like 750 square feet so i would get you know like almost 400 of it okay i could make that work that means i have to pay half the rent half the utilities half everything and i was like okay well let's go look at it um so that space is the space that I'm in. It's about a mile from my house. It's 252 Melba Street. If anybody's familiar with um, Milford and like bakeries in Milford, Kathy's Cookies, which, you know, Kathy's Famous Cookies, you could find her probably in a lot of uh, grocery stores and stuff too. That was her first location. And I already was like, well, if she made it here, because her location now is like 2,500 square feet probably, like huge. I'm like, so if she made it in this spot, I could make it in this spot. So... We go in and the color of the walls already is the blue in my logo. So I wouldn't even have to paint. I was like, fate, fate. This is fate. Like it's, it's written on the walls, literally. So I said, yeah, let's do it. And, um, you know, sign the lease, pandemic happened, yada, yada, um, eventually open. Now I bought literally like a little chest freezer to start. I was like, I'm not going to really need a freezer. Um, cause I didn't do loans or anything like that. Like I used $6,000 of my own money to start up my business that I, you know, I just had in save, you know, life savings. Um, so I just got like a little chest freezer that was like a hundred dollars at Best Buy. And I grew out of it the moment I opened. Jeez. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. You know, I was trying to be, you know, fiscally responsible. And so I grew out of it literally that day. That day yeah. And I said, okay, well, you know that's that so i had to buy a freezer which was like twelve hundred dollars um but i just i just sucked it up because at that point i was like well that just is a good thing right i grew out of my little poo poo freezer that now is in my garage for all our you know frozen pizzas (laughs) but uh good thing to me listen my husband was happy about it he's like oh great now i could uh store stuff in there yeah so i already started you know with that in mind um my main thing was if I could run this business by myself, I would. Why? Because profitability. But you just can't. Um, so I was like, well, how can I get around this? So I started g- taking some of my students from Lincoln Tech and using them as interns. Um, they have to do an internship as a part of their program. I had to do it when I was at Johnson Wales. So it's a, you know it's the same thing. So I would have like two or three interns work for me at a time. Um, they have to do 18 hours a week. So I was able to supply them with 18 hours and we just bumped out a lot of product. And I didn't have, I didn't hire somebody for a year. So I literally banked every dollar I made for a year. And that was awesome. <laughs> and then, um, yeah. And then my current assistant, Jess, I hired her last June. Is it last June or two? What was it? 2023? Yeah, I hired. Oh my goodness, I hired in June of twenty twenty one. I know I hired her in June of twenty twenty one. Um, and I've had you know multiple interns at the time, but when I when I saw the way she worked, um, and I saw her you know level of detail on things, I was like, she's worth the money. She's worth every penny. 
Um, I started her off with decorating sugar cookies, which is like one of the harder things because you don't learn that at school. You just kind of do that on your own. So it was St. Patrick's Day. She made these like funny uh, shamrocks that had like a winky face and then uh, these beer signs. And they were they looked just as good as the ones I made. And I was like, all right, good. This you're gonna. This is like what you're in charge of on your internship. You're going to make all these. Um, and she she was like my cookie person she cranked it out and then I started having her do cakes she's like oh yeah I do cakes at home I'm like great you're gonna work on some with me um and it just grew and I was like wow this this girl is really really talented and I could mold her and and help her and guide her to be even better you know which is great and so I, I hired her I was like after your uh externship um you're hired and she's like great because uh you know <laughs> employee unemployment was like kicking off yeah, that yeah. yeah i remember because it was like you got extra money well right when i hired her it was like two weeks before she's like yeah oh, they're they're uh they're pulling the rug <laughs> it was like unemployment benefits gone it was ending. Yeah. yeah so it the timing was just really perfect um and so it's been really really fabulous she's she's actually leaving me now you know to move on to her next stage of life and i'm really sad about it but um i'm really happy to just have uh, watch her grow and watch her become so much so much better and and so much more talented and she just has such a natural skill of being a manager and when I'm with her I don't have to tell her anything like she reads my mind I'll be like oh just by the way and she already did it and I'm just like oh, oh okay, okay sorry like sorry I even mentioned it um yeah she's just really kick-ass and uh I hope that, you know, her next journey in life brings her lots of happiness and prosperity. So, oh, good. Yeah. But so, um, I have a, so that's my main assistant. And then I have another one who's more of right now. She's more of like a worker bee, but we're training her to kind of take over for Jess Bella. And, uh, she was a student of mine and, um, she makes fondant like 3d characters and, and, and flat characters, like nobody's business. She is so good at it. I look at it. I'm like, okay, uh, we have three, my little pony characters you have to make this week. Um, here's a video, uh, have at it. And I come in the next day and I'm like, are you kidding me? These are perfect. She's so talented at like the sculpture of things and, mm. and making, uh, the fondant like so smooth and so perfect. And I'm like, damn like I can't even do that like I could do it but like it, it's just like when you find people that are almost better than you or better than you at your job you're like that's why I'm gonna pay you <laughs> to yeah. do the things that I'm like okay at but you're even better at it so um so yeah she's gonna step in and uh take Jess's spot as the head assistant and so um, I'm looking forward to that and uh having another intern actually start tomorrow so we're kind oh. of you know starting back up again yeah. um because you know i was uh pregnant last year i had my daughter on uh, december 2nd so that whole last q4 was just so tough because i couldn't do anything i was so tired i was so miserable yeah i was fat really you know pregnant. uncomfortable yeah and just everything like i couldn't lift anything everything just sucks that's why i'm never getting pregnant yeah listen don't do it man so so it was really tough i could you know i couldn't put myself out there for my business or for anything for that matter so um i'm very much looking forward to um what's going on now i mean i've got um i've got a partnership with the giggling pig in uh milford which is like a craft studio is it i love i just love that name i know it's cute it's really really cute i'm I'm a sucker for names right when you have a good name you have a good it just like carries over to your business but yeah um this woman michaela she owns the one in milford and we just did a collaboration where i went to her studio i taught 25 kids 
um, how to do some val- like decorate Valentine's Day cupcakes. And then one of her artists taught them how to do like a watercolor cupcake painting. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. It was so fun. It was messy as hell. But that's like, what do you expect? It's a craft studio. So we did that. We're also partnered again, but with Dockside in Milford. In Milford, yeah. Yeah, so I'm doing a, for adults though, not kids, um, a cookie decorating Galentine's event. And they're, I don't know what they're doing for the craft part of, of it, but it's going to be at uh, Dockside. And we just sold out on tickets. So oh, that, was, that was awesome. Um, but we do have like two more kids events coming up. One in March, we're going to do a uh, mug, mug, M-U-G cake. I know it sounded like mud, <laughs> but mug cake. So basically we can't bake anything, obviously at the craft studio, mm. um, but we can microwave. And yep. so we're going to make microwavable mug cakes with the kids. They're going to, um, they get their own mugs. They get to decorate the mugs with all the Sharpies in the world. Um, 72 colors to be specific. Just got them on Amazon. <laughs> Sounds good to and me. Um, they're going to make a green funfetti cake. And one, they're going to decorate to look like a rainbow. So marshmallows as the clouds. Um, and then like those sour belts as the rainbow um, and, and gold sprinkles. And then the other one, I'm going to teach him how to make a little fondant bear. And we're going to put like a little orange uh, goatee on it with a little hat. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just yeah. just make it just make it stupid. That's all you really got to do. Yeah. And, they, and they love it. So that's what we're doing for March. And then for April, we're going to do an Easter cupcake class. So um, that's been awesome. I'm also in the talks with their brewery. Uh, more up north doing their um, birthday extravaganza. It's basically we're doing a cupcake and beer tasting. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, that is for five churches. You ever been there? No. No, I I neither have I. So I'm really excited. Is that the one? New, that's not New Britain, is it? Oh, yeah. Is Maybe it, it is. Yeah. Is that like more north? Yeah. And New London's like more outwards? Yeah. Yeah. So because Central's buy it central College. yeah yes it's okay yeah. so yes it's in new britain that, i'm that's only i was just new britain clicked in and when you yeah. said five churches yeah so i've never been or heard of them but i'm really excited because they do a lot of sours which is totally up my alley yeah sours are my jam um so yeah i'm, I'm excited to make some cupcakes pair some beer and just talk about it because yeah. i mean i like to talk a lot that's I'm, why i was a good kid i'm <laughs> good actually for this <laughs> i'm actually gonna be in your uh, old neck of the woods in a couple of weeks in stanford in stanford i'm actually covering the a comedian michael blackston oh cool uh, is that at the palace yeah the palace on the 26th nice of that's february cool. so that's really cool the last time i went to the palace was you know how like um they always have those like snowboarding movies yeah and then you get like a free ticket yeah, me and my husband went there because we both snowboard. I am not that great. He is a pro snowboarder, um, but we snowboard in uh, Killington. So, yeah, yeah Warren we- something are those movies. Yeah. But, yeah, we went and we got tickets. My, my first time going there. To Killington? Yeah, no, to the, the oh, Palace. Oh, to the Palace. Never, it's really nice. I've never been to Killington ever in my life. Yeah, it's, it's probably, I don't know if it's the biggest, but it's definitely top yeah. three in Vermont. Um, so Our last... Uh, uh, Guest is mm-hmm. actually in Vermont at the moment. Oh, really? Yeah, the he the boxing guy. I can't, oh, really? I'm trying to blank what his name is. <laughs> You're gonna have to insert that later. Yeah, it's a uh, Mamba something. I, I'm draw. I'm really drawing a blank. <laughs> yeah, there he's got go. a card somewhere. It's, yeah, but it's it's cool. And so, um, I know his name is Josh. Well, there you go. That's a start. So. so yeah, so I'm really looking forward to just putting my business more out there. Um. And, you know, if any businesses are listening and they want to do collab on something, like, let me know. I'm really into doing that. I mean, I really want yeah. a brewery to be like, hey, can we brew a beer with your dessert? And I'll be like, yes. 
Yeah. Yes, because um, I, I'm a beer nerd. I'm just a nerd in general, but a beer nerd. Um, and I would love to like brew some sort of beer, especially that I would drink because I'm not into like porters or stouts and everybody's like oh yeah stouts peanut butter chocolate nuts which is great but like i would love to do a shandy or like some sort of sour or a lambic like you know something like oec would produce or for instance you know like farms farm ale farm style berliner vice a goes like anything like (laughs) you're like does that taste like dirt yes (laughs) i'm okay with dirt (laughs) (laughs) it's the mamba uh boxing club Oh, cool. It's actually Milford-based as well. Oh, really? That's awesome. So, I'll have to look into that. Yeah. That's really, really he, cool. This actually drops on Tuesday. Well, two two Tuesdays ago <laughs> when <laughs> two this is out. Two Tuesdays ago. But yeah, I, uh, it's funny that you say that because ta- we were at this event that's on this this uh, park behind us. Lou, Lou and his partner, usually they do, they do the live podcast there. Mm-hmm. And remember we were, talk- we were talking to the guy, one of the guys from New England Brewing. Oh, they're and, great. And I was talking. I was like, you know, I always, I just, I, I don't know much about beer, but like, it's the same thing I was talking about the Dr. Chris thing. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, I want to attach my name to a, yeah. a bear. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, we should talk about the club and this and that. I go, okay, well, I'll never talk to you ever again. No, you should. And he'll like, never reach out to me. The guy who does the artwork there, he works there. Like, you know, yeah. he does the pores and stuff. It's awesome. I went to actually a couple of years ago. It was in New Haven and it was a, a gallery show of all art from uh, people who create beer labels. Yeah. He was one of them. Um, and they had the guy from Burlington there, the uh, woman mm. who does Stony Creek. It was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think my favorite beer from uh, Nebco is 668. Is it? Yeah. Neighbor of the Beast. Yeah. I go, well, I go actually for when the food trucks are there. Oh yeah, I go every Good time. Are great, because I just shoot down. I just I live in Waterbury, so I just shoot mm. down sixty three. Yep. You know, I always go, and especially when there's the pizza truck. I was gonna say, I think Sue Parties was there last time I was yeah. there. Can't go and, wrong. Uh, and uh, Jamal, who I think his name is Jamal, he he's one of the big top guys there. Mm-hmm. And when we had the the Brewers Guild, Phil. Yeah, I I, I listened to that yeah. uh, episode. It was great. He, I don't, I think he, I don't think he's with the Brewer, uh, Brewers Guild anymore. But he, when he was, because I think he, I forgot what he was, I saw on his Instagram, he was somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jamal, they have like a, a uh, not charity, like a scholarship. Mm-hmm. And Jamal was the recipient of one of the scholarships. Oh, that's so cool. And he, he helped him learn and then he. Yeah, I'm BSing the story at the moment. Not BSing, <laughs> but like, I'm clearly not telling it correctly. Well, it, but, it all makes sense. But he <laughs> now he's in in uh, New England Brewing. He's like he's moving up in the, that's awesome. He's he they're in the he's in like the thirty under thirty, you know, like the people yeah, yeah, watching yeah. this mm-hmm. and that. So I know now that I'm gonna be thirty two, I'm like yes, um, I, give me in the forties. I was a, I was a part of the forty under forty for Milford last year, which was yeah. pretty cool. I already missed the thirty. Well, uh, I started my business at twenty nine. So I was going to start my. I was going to start my own. Why not? It, it was, it, it's going to be the forty two under the forty two, and I'll be the forty two years old. I'll name myself. <laughs> yes. I'm like just, I'll just do it, name myself. That's all you need. So listen, you can make a plaque on the internet. That's yeah. All you need, right? Exactly. <laughs> I do have some ideas, but but I gotta focus on one at a time because I got I like know. fifty billion of them going through my head. Yeah. So, so speaking of ideas, so um, my business uh, is obviously a cupcake shop, but it's a little different than your average cupcake shop because 
we only make miniature cupcakes. Yeah, I was going to so, say, because I see Yeah, I, I brought some, so we're going to do a, a live tasting, um, and we'll talk about it. But So when I was in Darien, um, nobody wanted regular-sized cupcakes. Um, obviously, Fairfield County is a little bit more health-conscious than the rest of Connecticut, so it's harder to uh, sell full-on <laughs> sell full on dessert. So um, I would make... What the hell's wrong with I that? I know. One. I would make miniature cupcakes, and... Yes. Uh, they would sell really well. And um, there's actually a woman in Las Vegas. She owns a bakery called TSP. Okay. As in, uh, I'm assuming as in teaspoon, but she yeah. could it could be something else. Um, and she only makes miniature cupcakes. And I was like, wow, she's really successful. So obviously it works, you know, the model. So um, I originally thought I was going to have a truck and like just drive around and like I, uh, honk <laughs> my I truck and I whatever. Have a, I have an idea for a truck. You got to write these things it's, down. I, I have this one written down. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> it's 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 a peanut butter jelly truck. Oh. And and it's it's called peanut butter peanut butter jelly time. I'll be blasting that <laughs> that song. <laughs> yes. And it'll be my face on the the. Have you ever had know. a fried peanut butter and jelly sandwich? I have not. Neither have I, but I I, I would try it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like Sounds I I, I oh, the one reason why I don't go to the Big E. That's I, exactly why I brought it up because I was yeah, like, that's such a big because, food. Because the only reason why I, I haven't gone yet because I know I'm going to die of diabetes there. <laughs> no, not if you start with the tempura fried broccoli and ranch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, I've had that. It's so like, good. I, kn- I know I will die there. It's like if healthy, I go but there. not. We'll go next year. We'll die. Okay. Yes. That sounds like a plan. <laughs> yeah. Like my, my next step, one of, the, one of the many things I have planned is, is I want to start a a youtube channel of like local yeah this yes. like oh let's try this actually i just uh, i just decided we're probably going to go live on instagram cool. as we go M- might as well tag me so oh, okay i gotta figure <laughs> out how to go live though <laughs> but like uh i like that kind of stuff like yeah like no it's the, interesting you know like like ritual pizza like you know like mm. they like they go to the the what were you talking about new new england brewing oh yeah yeah and like up. and like they just like have like these different sand- oh, not sandwiches i don't know i'm, th- I'm thinking sandwiches because i'm thinking peanut butter <laughs> jelly stuff. Yeah. but like they're interesting you know well you know before uh covid when um my husband has a lot of friends but none of them live around here yeah so whenever they would come visit us we would do like a, our own little pizza tour mm-hmm. of new haven so you know we would go to uh, modern and we just get cheese you know yeah get che- one pie cheese one pie their specialty and then we would go you know to you know pepe's and sally's and yeah. bar and just walk it's funny that you say that because we had the same idea of yeah of and it's great and you know what it's funny somebody i don't know somebody was like oh my uh my son doesn't know what to do with his friends and he's like you know 16 and what do you do i said well we go on pizza tours and she said her friend her son did that with his friends she's like that they had like the best time ever yeah and i'm like yeah i mean what else are you gonna do at 16 in stanford yeah. it was like you would hang out at the burger king parking lot yeah and I'm like, I know <laughs> it's so sad. That was, like that, that was, was the cool was thing also, to do. That was also like 18. Yeah. I'm but... 42. So <laughs> I'm still doing that. But that was like the thing to do. And I'm like, it's kind of sad. Like yeah. y- you can't go anywhere. Right. You know, at um, like 16 years old, at I'm least not... at 18, they have like, you know, college night. Yeah. But at 16, it's like, go walk around the mall. Like malls aren't even going to exist anymore. Yeah, exactly. You know, so I'm not ignoring you. I'm trying to figure out how to tag. No, I'm no, it's all good. Tag you live on this. It's all good. How well, uh, I could talk about more things that we offer at my shop. So like I said, we do miniature cupcakes. That's a big thing, yeah. but we do regular, if you really want them, um, special order for birthdays, etc. 
and we do specialty cakes and that could be anything from i just did a cake that looked like sonic uh, the hedgehog yeah for her fifth birthday we did a cake that um had like a red barn on top with farm animals on the bottom um we do wedding cakes so i do a lot of you know just white cakes with textured buttercream which is really popular and fresh flowers yeah um did you ever see those videos of those those people that that uh like drop the cake no no the one that they like make them look like really dogs. Oh yeah, and then they cut them in front of the dog. Babies or something. And the like dog's that. face is like, what the yeah, hell? Yeah, those that? are those are interesting. I feel yeah, like I I'm I've, like I've done a realist. I've done a couple realistic ones, but not many. So one I did was a Canon camera. Um, I did a rainbow trout and I did a luggage. Yeah, so I mean, they're you would think like, oh, that's so cool. Not a lot of people order them. They're also very expensive because they take a lot of time and a lot of energy and things like that. But yeah. crazy enough, I would say the number one thing that we get asked to do is anything baseball related, which I guess is like super Americana. But we do a lot of baseball um, or softball for girls. We do softball too. And uh, a lot of sports team logos, whether that's you know, something big like NFL or MLB, but we also do a lot of local teams. So we do cakes, we do cupcakes. We also do decorated sugar cookies. What's cool about that is I actually have a 3D printer and I make all my own cookie cutters. So if you have a design or an animal or, or something that you want, uh, we can create anything because I can make a cookie cutter. I can make a stencil. Um, I have an edible printer like I have all these tools and I have an art background so I can make a lot of things so for instance the giggling pig that I was talking about yeah for them for their parties because they do a lot of birthday parties they wanted to kind of like up their game in the sense of what they can offer as like a goodie bag so they sent me a picture of because they have a lot of characters character logos so they sent me the pig with the party hat and so I made uh, the cutter I made the stencil and I know they're offering them at least at the Milford one they're, we're in talks about offering them at other locations but they're called paint your own cookies so it's a white cookie and then it has an outline in black kind of like a you know a coloring book and then it comes with a brush and a little piece of paper that actually has like spots of food coloring so you just dip the brush in water rub it on the food coloring and then you could paint the cookie so, um, but you, you could only, you know, you could buy a stencil, but how many people can say, well, I can make your logo into that. Not yeah. many. So that's one thing I think my business sets apart of other bakeries. When I say we're customizable, I really mean it. Like we will do anything in terms of design. Um, so many people come like with a picture from Pinterest, which is like, okay, but I rather you tell me, can you make something in this category, right? Can you make Sonic? Can you make yeah. um, Mermaid? Can you, you know, I had somebody ask me for a karate unicorn cake once. And like, when you get into like that, I'm like, heck yeah, we can do it. Cause that's yeah. the fun part when I get to like, kind of, you know, do my own thing and get really creative with it. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't like to copy a Pinterest cake. I can get influence from it, but I mean, technically that's somebody else's artwork. And like I, that might not be my style or I might not know how to do that. A lot of things are made with molds and stencils and stuff like that. Especially I can make stencils, 
Um, but molds, I can't. I, I don't have the whereabouts to make molds. So a lot of fondant things, I'm like, eh. I'm going to have to charge you an arm and a leg now because I have to buy that fondant mold on Amazon for $20 and probably only going to use it on your cake. Yeah. So that's why I kind of like to, you know, do my own thing. Um, we also make French macaroons, which I don't like French macaroons, but a lot of people do. Um, and then something about French macaroons is they are naturally gluten-free uh, because they're made with almond flour, which is just ground up almonds. And the cookie... It doesn't matter the color. The cookie part all tastes the same. So if you go in a bakery and it's like red, pink, green, yellow, the cookie's all the same. What makes a macaroon uh, special or taste different is the filling. So obviously if it's pink, there's probably like a strawberry or raspberry filling. You know, green is apple, lime, something green. Uh, but the cookie's always the same. And so we have those. We do have flourless brownies. Um, we changed the flavor of those like monthly. Right now it's triple chocolate. Uh, we did Reese's at some point, Heath Bar. We've done a brownie with Rice Krispie on top of it, which is pretty cool. Um, and then we always have miniature chocolate chip and sprinkle cookies, which is like a soft baked sugar cookie. So we do offer some other things. Oh, and dog treats. Can't forget about the doggies. Yeah. We offer homemade dog I like dog dogs, kind of. <laughs> I love dogs. I love yeah. animals in general. I'm such Julia, a... Oh, gosh, I'm not, yeah. Like, I like... I should have to rephrase this because, like, I'm not a big animal person. Yeah. For myself. Yeah. But, like, if you have one, I'll pet them. And I'll right. Them. And then that's but, that. Like, well, I'm going to actually go off topic a little bit and talk about tattoos because I see both of okay. you guys are tatted. Yes. I'm also tatted, but obviously you can't... They're, like, all hidden. Um, I have... I stopped counting, but I have at least 20. Do you? Um, yeah, I, I do. So... Uh, let's see. So my first tattoo is on my ribs. It's like this musical Oof. note heart thing. Yeah, just I just was going going into it. So that's great. Last. Yep. And um, that's for my uh, grandfather who passed. I, all my tattoos are like super meaningful and stuff. Um, so that was my first one, which Perfect. I got. Ooh, um, that's like, why I hired you for. Oh, he cleaned that off. Yeah. That's a nice. That's why I hired him for. And that's why I always re sorry. That's why I always recommend <laughs> someone who wants to start a podcast go to Royal Fox yeah. Studios. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to me to cut you off. No. So you said it was good. about your grandfather. So yeah. So my first tattoo is on my rib cage. I got it like on my 19th birthday. And uh, it was from my grandfather who passed when I was like in middle school. Um, He worked for a company called Stephen Scott who would book uh, different musical acts for mm -hmm. events. So weddings or, you know, corporate events and stuff like that. Um, And the, S, the S's in Stephen Scott were the, um, oh my gosh, I'm terrible. I draw blanks music, all the time with my two. music notes. Um, clef okay clef i don't that yeah. might be wrong i'm so sorry for my music people if that's wrong yeah but um those the s's so it's uh it's like two notes that uh, are in the shape of a heart so that was the first one i got and then um i have paw prints on my ankles mm -hmm. uh for my aunts they don't have kids they only have dogs so me and okay. my sister are kind of like their kids so yeah. that was my second one and then it just gradually kept going from there so on my foot i have um a hershey kiss my dog growing up was named hershey after oh, going to it? hershey park all the time yeah. yeah she was like a black lab mix um and then i also have my current dog penny a little like sketch of her on my ankle she's a uh -huh. like a complete mutt she's from georgia like a rescue so i couldn't even tell you what she's made out of made up, yeah <laughs> yeah and then on my knee i have a bee um so my sister's favorite color is yellow and mine is red. So or is it red, is it red and go yellow? No, no, it's oh. not colored. It's actually black and white. But um, the story behind it is 
she thought I was going to like move away to like Vermont or something because my husband really wants to move there and she got mm-hmm. really sad. So I bought her um, a ring and the ring was a, a ladybug and then mine was a, a bee. And so it was like, you know, a little symbolic like because of the colors. So yeah. that little bee is for her, but I'm actually going to um, Vicky at Valkyrie yeah. uh, in Milford in a couple weeks to get the whole knee. So um, the top of the knee is going to say Eliza, which is my daughter's name. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be a bunch of different roses because that's her middle name. So uh, that'll be that. Yeah. So that's my next one. Um, on my thigh, I have uh, a raccoon with hops um, for my husband because <laughs> he really, the, the hops are like kind of wrapped around the body. And uh, so he likes beer, but also he, <laughs> he, when we play board games, he's just really nasty mm. and like always is trying to come up with these like sly ways of winning. And I remember I got so mad at him one day. I was like, you're like a raccoon in the garbage, just like munching on onions. Like a trash panda. Yeah. I was like, that's what you are right now. And so ever since then, I was like, you're like, my, you're my raccoon. And so that's what I have here. Um, I have, uh, you know, the slice and bake cookies. Yeah. Yeah. I have the Halloween ones on my leg. And <laughs> that's because my mom made them for me when I was at Johnson Wales. And we were so excited. I was like, I used to yeah. eat these all the time as a kid. And then we ate them and we were like, these are not good. No. Yeah. I mean, especially when you go to culinary school and you're used to like baking your own cookies, you know, I, I used to like sit there and make like a batch of 12 chocolate chip cookies for study time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. And you so know. I'm used to that. I'm like, Oh, these are not, you, you know, know. I, uh, a lot of people will fight me on that and be like, they're still good. And I'm yeah. like, that's fine. I, I just don't see it. I, uh, <laughs> I have a tramp stamp. You have a tramp stamp. Yeah. What is it? of? my last name. That's really funny. And like, I was going to add to it. <laughs> but I never added to it. Add your I, first name? Well, no. I was going. I don't know what the hell I was going to add to it. I have. I have an ass on my arm. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. That's funny. Uh, for people who can't see, it's a donkey. Yes. But uh, <laughs> I got it right because you know, we, my friend and I, we used to go to uh, Hope Gallery mm-hmm. in New Haven because they would have uh, the Sailor Jerry, like uh, yeah. you know, his, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess he used to be an artist back in whatever the 50s yeah they're like really classic yeah like america and, and they used to have you know ordinary would go they, they would sling drinks from sailor jerry the, the i alcohol. love ordinary yeah they're good oh they're man great. and uh they uh they 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 would raise money for these two ladies who just who have their own pit bull rescue they'd make their oh, own they would awesome. put their own money yeah, into yeah, it yeah and there'd be uh that's how i got the the oh, cute the Anchor. Anchor. I can't think of the word. <laughs> That's and okay. now I never thought about it. Everyone asked me if I was in the Navy. Like, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, someone, yeah. Well, Popeye and, had that. And, yeah. Until, <laughs> until someone explained to me, oh, you got the, the anchor, anchor. Yeah. The story behind that one, I was like, oh, I'll go for the anchor. And uh, Joe Capibianco was going to do it. Uh-huh. And one of the secretary, the secretary came up and he was like, she was like, do you mind if a woman tattoos you? I go, why would I care? Mm-hmm. And then his wife tattooed it. And it turns out, I guess some guys are anal about women tattooing them. Really? Yeah. I, I've had both men and women, and, and I will be nothing against men. Women tattoo yeah. artists are better. Yeah. I, I stopped going to men tattoo artists. I yeah. have like a good rotation of like three or four artists that I go to now that are all women. There's just something about the way they put the ink in the skin. It just it just comes out better. It really does. Maybe because men are more heavy handed. Like I've gotten a lot more blowouts. Yeah. Um. Or like fading, I guess I should say, from men. And I think it's just, you know, it's yeah. just uh, muscle memory and stuff and like we, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I I just feel like they're more detailed. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, women, and, I feel like in general, are just more detail oriented. Yeah. Just it's just biological. And, and yeah, definitely. And this one, the, the ass. Uh, he goes, oh, I was sitting sitting down. He goes, this is exactly how it, people people clearly can't see it. But I was sitting back, and he goes, what do you want? I go, I'll go for the ass on the wall. And he goes, where do you want it? And, like, how I'm sitting now. Yeah. Ex- and I put my finger on my – I put my left finger on my right bicep. Uh-huh. And exactly that's where it landed. <laughs> so that's why he's exactly that's right there. That's, that's funny. That, in the turn, and my, I make a joke every once in a while. I'll go like this and make him walk. <laughs> You know, jokingly. <laughs> and then I have a sun on my leg. Mm-hmm. I have a Grim Reaper on my leg, which I'm going to I wouldn't cover up at some point. With, mm-hmm. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I got a, I got 80s tribal somewhere. Cool. The 90s tribal. Yeah. Right I got a dragon. And everything has, literally everything has no meaning besides. Uh, n- nothing has any <laughs> The complete meaning. opposite from yeah. what I got. <laughs> and then I got the, a, a skull of bones right there. Yeah. Uh, the anchor. Uh, the skull and bones also came from uh, Brass City Tattoo, one of those thirteen dollars from the Friday thirteenth. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Anarchy is a homemade one. That's why it looks kind of <laughs> shitty. In in uh, I got hope. It looks like it says dope. <laughs> and I got a Buddhist mantra on my far on my whatever part of my body is there. Yeah. And I got a uh, Om on my. Oh, nice. I definitely want to add wrist. an ohm eventually. And Lou has a better meaning to his tattoo. He's got actually meaning to his tattoo. Oh, you do? Well, I see the fox, which is really awesome. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I don't have my logo on my body, but I have something that's symbolized my business. So um, when I graduated culinary school, I wore these earrings. They were from Betsy Johnson, who's like my favorite designer. Yeah. Um, and one earring is a whisk and one earring is like a little chef mouse so on my thigh i have the mouse from the earring and um the actual earring is just wearing like a t-shirt with a a heart on it and so the one on my thigh instead of a heart it's a sun and it's in my logo colors and i got this mm, like 2014 2015 so again just like i knew it was going to happen one day so i was like let's you know make permanent so yeah so that's what it, it symbolized like me graduating school and also like sticking to the dream kind of thing but my half sleeve is actually like a feminist half sleeve so i have a a frida kahlo tattoo i have ruth bader ginsburg's like a collar i have a lady gaga tattoo i just love her um but also like not necessarily um just people that are famous but i have representation of like badass women in my life so uh my grandmother her Jewish name is Iris, so I have um, like this really cool Iris uh, flower on the back of my arm. Um, she's a breast cancer survivor, and she actually just turned ninety-one, so she's she's dope. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Marilyn, she's great. That's um, like the best name too, Marilyn. She, she's awesome, and you know what? She taught me how to sew, um, and she and now I I make things for people when they have babies. I make um, stuffed animals and stuff yeah. like that, and I started working on like clothes, which yeah. is really cool. Um, I have. For my mom, so my mom used to sing me Hush Little Baby as a kid. So it's a mockingbird with a diamond ring in its claw and like one of those antique um, mirrors around it. And then I have for my best friend Megan from college, I have um, a sperm whale. And the story behind that is so uh, me and Megan went out to a gay bar in New York and I actually got roofied, which is kind of weird because like I'm a woman, but... um, I was in a wig, so, like, there's a bunch of reasons why there's a possibility. But anyway, so I got roofied, and uh, I took, like, two sips out of my Corona. 
And I was like, wow, I am not going to last till two in the morning here. Like, I am just so tired all of a sudden. And she said I turned around to her and said, I can't see anything. And then I was just on the floor. And so, like, that, I mean, she's very important to me in my life in general. But that moment, like, gave me this extra, like, she's really important to me. Because she basically saved me. Who knows? You know, who knows when you're, like, blacked out from something, like, what's going on or who's around you or whatever. So, um, so now I have, she has a sperm whale on her leg. So now I have a magic one. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. And we're also live, by the way. Cool. And uh, Care, our co-host, just said hi. Hello. And I think I can't see who else is. Hi, Care. I'm like, <laughs> well, I'll write hi. I can't see who else is here because, like, I don't have my cheaters on. Hold on. Let me get closer. Uh, <laughs> Do you wear glasses and you're not wearing them? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, brown Button Creations, so thanks. Cool. So I'll give them a shout out. Yeah. And Craves by Aves. Oh, Kara says we're so glad we went live. So yeah, well, we wait until too. they get to see us eat yeah. some cupcakes. <laughs> yeah, Lou, that one's on, right? Because I might have to move on that side. Okay. Awesome. Hey, everybody on Instagram, what's up? I'm Adriana Linkstrom, and I own Good Morning Cupcake in Milford. So we are actually going to do a little uh, tasting. I specialize in miniature cupcakes, so that's what we're going to be eating. Yep. And so I have a six-pack here right now. And I'll explain everything that's in I it. A little fat. <laughs> well, I tried to move the, I the chair. I got I'm sorry. No, you're good. Here. You're good. I'll do right there. That way right, I'm partially cool. in it too, which I don't really care. I could just smell that. <laughs> yes, we just opened the box. So in the box, we have six I cupcakes. just became diabetic. I'm going to see if I can like. I can just smell it. There we go. So we have six cupcakes going on. So first one on the left is our signature. It's called the Good Morning Cupcake. Um, it is a coffee milk cake with maple buttercream and cinnamon streusel. The reason why um, I call it our signature. So in Rhode Island, where I went to college, coffee milk is like a huge thing. I've never is heard it? of coffee I never milk. heard of it. No, I never heard of coffee milk before until I went to Rhode Island. And um, it's basically you brew your coffee in milk. Yeah. That sounds interesting. I'm, yeah. not, I, I'm not a big coffee fan, but I might have to try yeah. that. Yeah. Well, we could always make Lou try it too. We can't, we can't like leave them out. Okay. Yeah. Don't worry. I got you. Yeah, we got a little. <laughs> so there's that. Um, this one with the carrots on top, that's our rabbit season. So it's carrot cupcake with cheesecake frosting. Yeah. Um, and I say cheesecake frosting instead of cream cheese frosting because yeah. I take, I bake, literally bake off a cheesecake and then whip it and turn it into frosting. Yeah. Uh, so. A1072018 just joined. Is that a bot? <laughs> I'm confused. With my luck, it's a yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Um, and then next to it, we have black velvet. So that is a red velvet cake without the enormous amount of food coloring. Um, so your mouth isn't going to turn red and yeah. other things. And then this is a, a very special one for this month. That's probably the most popular is raspberry white chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a white chocolate cupcake, raspberry buttercream, and that's a white chocolate coin on top. Yeah. These two I brought because I thought it was interesting the, to mention. The the glitter one is kind of catching my attention. Yeah, so this one's gluten-free and this one's vegan. Oh, okay. So we do gluten-free and vegan, but they still taste really great, and that's mm-hmm. why I brought them. So this one right here in the middle that's our gluten-free one, it's a chocolate cake, strawberry jam in the middle, strawberry buttercream dipped in dark chocolate. Yeah. So that one's called... Uh, strawberry yeah. uh chocolate covered strawberry <laughs> you know i, got, I just thought about I, I just thought about something 
I do Uber Eats every once in a while. You know, uh-huh. cause I got, I, I have a car payment I got to take care of. I, I want to get rid of it yep. sooner. And I was just doing it last night. And I pick, I went to go pick up this order at uh, a pizza place. Mm-hmm. And the order was a pepperoni pizza with vegan cheese. I go, what the fuck oh, yeah. is this? Yeah, it's made out of like either almonds or cashews. <laughs> I yeah. Go, yeah, yeah. I go, then I clicked. I go, oh, they're probably dairy conscious yeah they can't eat dairy so yeah so their whole reason why i started doing vegan um cupcakes at my store was i thought like all the yalies were gonna come (laughs) and get vegan stuff and that's not the case at all it's none of the hip can't yeah so actually they don't listen to my podcast anyways it's okay (laughs) i can say that the reason why i uh do vegan now is a lot of people have dairy and egg allergies especially young kids yeah or or they're introducing um cake to their kids for the first yeah. time there, so there's a bakery in in windsor winstead mm-hmm. not winstead windsor they I used to share all the time i think they're called momenta bake momenta moments and mm-hmm. they actually it's everything free like it's like yeah uh, because it's uh nut free allergy yep. free all those kind of whatever ones i can't remember yes there's but one the, in glastonbury like, as well called sweet d's yeah like allergen free and yeah they, uh, they started because one of the grandkids that they had one of the one of the grandkids was like severely allergic yeah and like deathly allergic to stuff so that's why they makes sense you know yeah so so that one is called lemon raspberry donut so it's a vegan lemon cake raspberry jam yeah and then like a royal icing glaze on and top. What's the mushroom one right there? That one's the good morning. Oh, that's the one. That's right. Yeah, you yeah, said yeah. that already. <laughs> that's all good. Okay. I'm surprised I actually got followers to watch me. That's awesome. It's the first time <laughs> I've been live in my life. I got a uh, Lou, do you want to try one? Yeah, I'll take the coffee one. Which all one's right. the coffee one? This one. That one. Okay. Yeah. I want to get, I want to have Lou get the first dip. So. All right. So. I got to try the, the one glitter one. I'll hold down the box. Perfect. Thanks. You're I knew you. Guys. I knew you were here for a reason. <laughs> I got help. Sorry, I'm, we're live, so I get shitty jokes. I tell. So. <laughs> that's why I've never been a. a yeah. yeah. Oh, I just. I just. I didn't realize that one was. That's glittery. a. That's a big thing right now. Not pooping glitter, but just like having glitter and like your your uh, drinks at a bar and stuff like that. Yeah. Glittery oh. sours. Yeah. It's called disco dust. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess makes it cooler somehow. I'm trying not to <laughs> chew into the mic because I know those people that can't stand. Oh, I know. The chewing noises. Oh, it tastes amazing. It's it such awesome. a raspberry flavor to it. Is that that's raspberry? Strawberry. Right? Strawberry. Strawberry, but they honestly close taste enough. really close. Yeah. I, I'm shitty with my flavors. So. <laughs> yeah. You I have-, have so many cupcakes every single day. <laughs> oh, you got filling too. Yes, that one has a filling. Yeah, that one has a jam filling. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to like savor the savor the flavor. The flavor. Yeah. So what's awesome about miniature cupcakes is not only um, are they cute, uh, but <laughs> they're small. So you ever go to like those donut shops and you want one of everything and it's just not possible. Mm-hmm. So now you could have you know three, four, or five if you're really feeling it, and you could have different flavors and try them all. I can go for some milk now. Right. <laughs> That's no. what my husband does. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so. I don't think we have any more milk from when Santa was here. <laughs> yeah, did Santa, say, did Santa come to visit? Oh, my yeah, God, we I had love that. we uh, interviewed Santa and his elf. Oh, Marty. that's awesome. And uh, yeah, it was a good time. We actually went out to di- we we went out to dinner <laughs> afterwards, and they were in full costume, like oh, full outfit, I love not that. costume, but full outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
in behind us on Canal Street, there's a what's that place called, Lou? I forget. Pier one thirty one. It was a I think it was like a Monday night that we went, and uh, uh, there was it was like a Monday or Tuesday, and uh, there weren't too many people. There was maybe ten people in there, mainly at the bar doing mm-hmm. doing best trivia ever. Oh, I mean, cool. I never seen so many people get so happy in my freaking life. No many so many drunk happy people seeing Santa. <laughs> Well, uh, that's why they have Santa Con. Yeah, there, yeah. There oh he is. my gosh, that's hilarious. And uh, yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, the elf uh, drove up into a Mercedes Benz. I go, Santa, <laughs> what the hell are you paying your elf? Yeah. He goes, Oh, he's a he's a judge. Oh. So it's like, oh, no that wonder. Makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. That makes sense. He probably sense. gets paid more than Santa. Yeah. So yeah, we're also doing a. Uh, uh, in July, we're having a, uh, I'll just do a blank, uh, uh, f- a food drive with Santa and his oh, elf. Oh, that's fun. Like just, for Christmas in July? Yeah. I like Because, you know, like we, a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, they do stuff in like December, November for it. Mm-hmm. And not that the people forget, but like it's tough throughout the rest of the year for some of the nonprofits. Right. So that's why we're having it in, we're, I decided we're going to have a July uh, luau. That's fine. You know, I was like, I don't know if I'll have, I don't know if I'll be able to get like a food truck. Then where, depending on where, I know where it's going to be, but right. You know, care if you heard that one, but <laughs> that's where we're going to have it. Cool. And and uh, if I can get a food truck, like I, I haven't talked to her about it yet. I haven't asked her, but uh, I'm going to pa- pass out lays and like I'll I'll have Santa and his elf there. That's that's awesome. the idea. Yeah. Of a, a a shirt people can pre-order with. You know, that's you'll find that information out. I'm going on a tangent, by the way. So <laughs> I don't know who the hell that is who just joined. JP somebody. Thanks for joining. So, yeah, people are like, what the hell are you talking about? This is such a random part of the show. Yeah. Were but, you just uh, we were tasting some cupcakes. So I still got that taste in my mouth of the strawberry. Yeah. The the glitter, the purple. You actually had a gluten free one. Yeah. Yeah, so that one's uh, this month's gluten-free, which is chocolate-covered strawberry. Sounds like a plan. Oh, that's this month's one you said, too. Before. Yeah, yeah. Right. So we change our – so we have um, – we call them our staples, which are like six flavors. So that's our signature, the good morning. Yeah. Um, oh, I put good good luck cupcake by accident. Oh. <laughs> it's a good thing you fixed it. My, my, you told me it was good morning. <laughs> F- don't worry it'll be good morning on the podcast there you go. good um so our rabbit season which is our carrot cake uh we have all vanilla all chocolate and then vanilla party and chocolate party which are yeah. like vanilla on top of chocolate and chocolate on vanilla there you get more of a special background the door yeah there you go so those are our signature you know our staples and then the rest of them we change out every month um so every time you come into the store we have 14 different flavors of cupcakes 14 yeah 14 yep so sometimes I'm like, if you just want one of everything, you know, minus the um, gluten-free and the vegan one, then you can have one of everything in a 12-pack. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, how. That's why I do it. So. Sounds like a plan. I'll be definitely making a visit. Yeah. Yeah. We are, uh, we're like about eight to 10 minutes off of exit 40 on 95. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> so we're more closer to like West Haven than Stratford. The Stratford, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. The only reason why I know the area is my my parents grew up in Bridgeport, so that makes sense. Like, yeah, I mean, he used to work in Stratford, so like you you learn the area when you yeah absolutely when you travel it a lot. Yeah, exactly. makes sense. 
But yeah, I uh, I just drew a blank. What else am I going to ask you? But hey, whatever. I I wing it like the rest of my life. Yeah. So. Sometimes that's the best way to do life. Yeah. When I have the podcast, I like sounds crazy, but uh, yeah. When I, I I like I don't really look much into you guys. Not you. I don't say it like that, but I look some some information up. But like I like to be. I like to get to know you, so it's like. Oh well, yeah, you kind of let know? the conversation organically flow. Yeah, so like you say, you say something, and it's going to go to the next subject. Like, we went from bakery to cupcakes to to tattoos. Yeah, to, you yeah. Know, just that way, like, oh, I, I would buy from this person, or I would visit this person's store, or I, I'd use Royal Fox Studios, or. Well, the thing I think about it is, especially you going to a small business instead of like a big box retailer or something else like that, is you get that personal connection. Yeah. Um, so somebody asked me about like how I would define community or my personal community. And I explained that it's my customers because that's my personal community. So, you know, my customers do stuff for mm. me. I do stuff for them. Um, you know, I have, sometimes I have people come in, I've never met before just off the street and they like tell me their whole life story yeah. and I listen and I, you know, give advice if they ask for it and stuff like that. And I mean, you're not going to go somewhere that, you know, whatever, Costco, yeah. BJ's, I don't know. Um, and get that connection with somebody, you know, or I, th- you know, I have customers come in and I've seen their kids now grow up for three years and I'm yeah. like, wow, I can't believe they're so big and you know, and I talk to them about stuff like that. And you just don't get that with um, a big retailer. You know, that's why small business is so important because it's a part of your community and you are a part of their community. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. And I mean, sometimes it's cheaper to go to the you know, the bigger guys, but you're not going to get the same product and you're not going to get the same experience. Yeah. Like at all. Yeah, definitely. And another reason why I have like small businesses on, is that what, <coughs> I don't know why I'm having a coffin film, son. <laughs> but like, it's just like, oh, I would never think about having this or that. Like, I we've gone from here. We had we seen magicians come in, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, cupcake places, obviously. Mm-hmm. The Brewers Guild jewelry. Yeah, I just listened to um, Renee's episode. Oh yeah. Um, and I've passed by her store so many times. Yeah. And I've never gone in and she said that she had vintage clothes, which I love. Yeah, the place is amazing. Yeah, she said that she has vintage clothes. I love vintage clothes. And yeah. from the outside, I would never know that. So listening to your podcast now, I'm like, oh, yeah. I ha- next time I'm like looking to shop and spend money, I'm definitely going to check her I mean, out. I can't tell you how many times, like I even told her, I can't tell mm-hmm. you how many times I've gone to to uh oh, Christmas tree Christmas shop. Tree, Christmas tree shop. Yes. And I, I never paid attention. Oh, I. I, I never really paid attention that she was even next door. Not in a bad way, just... Yeah, well... I was learning next door. Yeah, if you're not know. looking for it, sometimes you don't you see know? it. Yeah. And then once you see it, then you can't stop seeing it. Yeah. So that's another reason why I'm like, oh, I should have this person on, that person on. You know, some people I reach out or sometimes I'll I'll post something like, oh, who do you want on? Or, right. Or like even like what we did today or yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone uh, had a back out, so... Or had to reschedule. Right. So, you know, obviously I don't want to lose. I don't want to cost. Lou, right. You don't want to lose the spot. I don't want to cost Lou money for right. losing the spot because I want to give him my money. It's like crazy it sounds for for a, a spot I had saved up for two weeks. Right. You know, so I was like, oh, I want to come on. And there we go. Here we go. The first, you know, I want to come on and talk about myself, but yeah. like, I'd rather talk to somebody for. I'm going to suggest. um so I know two lovely women who just opened up a 
a thrift shop in New Haven. Mm-hmm. They used to have one in Bridgeport. Um, it was much smaller, but now they have like a full on, full size actual shop. It's called Witch Bitch, Witch Bitch? Thrift. Yes. I, I know Witch Bitch. Well, I don't know, know them, but yeah. I know. Know of them. Know of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They are so fantastic. They're so awesome. They have an amazing online presence that Virginia has just like built from scratch. And, um, it's not, it's a women queer owned business. So yeah. I would definitely, um, love to pick their brains or obviously have you pick. Their yeah. Brains. Well, you, you can come on and we, I'll be uh, a co-host. You can be my co-host. <laughs> like that's how, uh, care from dusty dude started with us. Oh, cool. Like I, I literally asked for, you know, it was like, Hey, you only want, I did a couple of shows by myself. Yeah. You know, I was like, hey, I, I work better with somebody. I go, anyone want to? Well, you can bounce co- ideas co- off of somebody else. You and, know what I mean? Uh, I, she, she was the first person that was like, I'll do it. And literally, uh, I thought, not in a bad way. I just thought, well, maybe we'll do one episode together. And right. we'll have like multiple co-hosts. Mm-hmm. And we've become friendly. We're, we're you know, I'm going to be in the Bristol Bazaar when, when it opens. Cool. I don't know the date, but I know it's going to obviously be open sooner than later so yeah but uh at some point i don't know if that sounds i'm making it sound weird no. even though, but like no we got a new viewer though oh do we yeah uh, oh yeah that is chessfield chessfields uh i can't i literally don't have my cheaters on but it's it's like the ace hardware the true hardware Chessfield true value yeah true value i knew i knew you know what i think one of them changed from ace hardware to true value Yes, because in Stanford we had Ace. Yeah, and, it and uh, became friendly in like, in, in uh, I'm gonna be in the Bristol Bazaar underneath the tie dye guy, mm-hmm. so I officially uh, got uh, my tax ID number. Oh, that's awesome! And uh, I got a new logo from there, and uh, other stuff. And when when they are finished, because they were still building everything inside, right? When they finish, I'm going to finally have merchandise to the store very cool actually so. i wore merchandise uh figured that's a good plug this? yeah this shirt is a uh, good morning cupcake merchandise yeah. i'll do it yeah, right do it. there there you go so uh the shirt i'm wearing actually comes in four different colors it's uh purple blue pink and uh maybe a different shade of blue um it says milford on it because that's where i'm at but the eye is actually <coughs> the cupcake from our logo so this one's a new one, and then we have another one that's Milford-oriented. It's either a white or black long sleeve. On the front, it has 06460, which is our zip code, and then we have a big like emblem on the back of it. So, oh, good. Yeah. yeah, but we have a couple different things. Um, you can find the merchandise uh, on my website with, obviously, everything in anything else that yeah. you need to know on the website, which is goodmorningcupcake.net because somebody somebody stole.com before i can get to it Those and bastards. then well then they were like then you know like whatever daddy go daddy's like oh do you want it yeah for a thousand dollars yeah yeah and I think like we, no i'll just stick with I'll tell you a story about that too <coughs> so my last name is heigl <coughs> sorry i'm coughing my last name is heigl h-e-i-g-e-l mm-hmm. i bought heigl.com and i let the i let the domain go so and then someone bought it yeah so I, I technically I own Heigl.org as well, currently. So uh, when when it was for sale, no, actually no, it was Heigl. I bought Heigl.org and I let that one go. Mm, okay. And I also had Heigl.com right. at the time. Right. And someone tried selling me reselling me Heigl.org for twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, exactly. It's I not worth like, it. And he emailed me three times. I go, I'll wait until you until you lapse, and I'll sneak in and I'll pick it up. 
<laughs> it elapsed finally, and I yeah. I own Heigl.org again. Yeah, I mean, I pay for like my website's domain, like I don't know, ten twenty dollars a month. Yeah. I mean, not a month, a year. A year. So why would I want to pay a thousand dollars just to obtain it? Yeah, I knew so. I knew a guy who I had a story of. He they would buy like when it first when the domains came out mm-hmm. they bought like mcdonald's.com oh really and like all those crazy like my dad bought mm. like our all of our names yeah he bought them yeah when he, you know when that first came out so he, uh my, my maiden name's robles so like yeah. I, I guess like adrianarobles.com you know his his name my mom's name my sister's name everything yeah. like that and he bought them i uh yeah i get it i have like i have like 15 of them you, just for well, ideas for like what no, I No, that makes sense. I mean, um I eventually wanna own a sister um business to my cupcake shop. I wanna do an ice cream shop and I know you really love ice cream. Yeah. Um and it's gonna be called Polar Peggies and I own that domain now. Do you? Yeah. I have uh I have a ice cream clothing line. What? Well not have it, but I have It's in the it's in the works. Yeah. That's cool. I actually a local uh a Wallingford artist drew the the logo for that's me. cool and it's gonna i have idea i'll tell you off off the thing so <laughs> like someone's gonna take my idea if i say it my with my luck there you go and then uh that turtle girl or that girl turtle someone just i i can't read it i might not i really don't have my cheaters on <laughs> i uh i uh i work in a doctor i have doctor's office and i leave my cheaters at work oh so gotcha. after work i don't want to see anything yeah it that sounds cre- that sounds creepy, especially driving down from Waterbury to <laughs> Shetland. Yeah, if, like, I if I don't wear my glasses, I can't see anything. But like, so. I, I I'm at a, like a plus one, so like I can't read. I can't oh, read. Okay. I can't. You can't see people are joining right. all right there. Yeah. And I can't I I can't see who you are right there. Yeah, I'm so. at a plus three in one eye and plus three point two five in the other. Oh geez. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. I've been wearing glasses since like fourth grade. Yeah. Well, to the to the oh my gosh the glasses i had in like fourth fifth grade the first pair they were like indestructible like i could sit on them and they don't break like they were bendy yeah oh geez <laughs> yeah they were clearly for kids yeah <laughs> i had we had one person came in because he needed new glasses because mm-hmm. he he was he they were like oh i need you know i'm blurry i like to get a updated glasses prescription yeah, yeah. and like i print that out for him i go I gave it to him. I go, you. And I was just. I was, I was like, you shouldn't be even driving. Like right, I, I said yeah. to my, I didn't say it to him, but like, yep. I go, you. You should be having surgery with that vi- vision. <laughs> like that's what I thought. I go, yeah. You should be having some sort of cataract surgery with that. Like, I go, that's that's double digits. Yeah, I had a a friend in college, mm-hmm. and like, I kid you not, his glasses were like Coke bottles. They were yeah. so thick. They were so thick, and I was just like, "Wow, you know, at eighteen, your your vision's that bad." Yeah. But I don't know if I could ever get uh, LASIK surgery. I don't think I can, cause you're awake. Yeah, well, it's not too bad. It's not as bad as people think. Really, yeah. I don't know. Like they're literally shaving a layer of your eyeball. Yeah. While you're awake, and mm-hmm. then oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's not as bad. <laughs> it's not as bad as people think. Do they numb your eye? Well, then if yeah, they, they numb do. Your, yeah, but do they put drops or do they have to like shoot your eye up? No, they they use drops. Oh, okay. Because I was gonna say I don't think I could handle that. Listen, the I've, Novocaine at the dentist I yeah. could barely handle. That stuff sucks. Yeah, I've seen people. I work in ophthalmology, so mm-hmm. I've I've seen people get stick needles in their eyeballs. Oh, so you know. just like I uh. 
I that's yeah. A no. That's a no. And like when I was talking to someone, and he put it in more of a perspective because like I get the the freakiness of like putting a needle in your eye. He, he goes, yeah. he goes, uh, I I do it because I have to. Because oh, yeah, I have sucks. no choice. Because you know, because if he if he doesn't, right? If you're, you you'll you'll go blind. No, he can't. Right, they right. can go blind. Not you know. That's, that's why tough. I uh, it actually caused me not caused me not that I ate shitty or lousy right. in general, but like it it caused me to not call. I don't know. It's like it caused me, but it helped me eat better because I don't because of diabetes. Oh, is that like, why? I, I don't have okay. I don't have diabetes. Right. Not yet, at least I know because I know I'll probably get it at some point. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't want to get into my eyeballs. Yeah. Well, that's and, like they you know, say: so. if you don't take care of your gums, it could affect your brain. Yeah. It which can affect is everything crazy. else. Crazy. I uh I know someone who had uh Liz. Someone just joined. I believe it says Lisa Bakes Bars. Oh. That's Hi, a- Lisa. Thanks for joining us. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I just, I feel bad. I can't like. I he doesn't bad. have his glasses. Yeah, I don't on. have my cheaters. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, just uh, I forget where I was talking. Oh yeah, when you're diabetic, it uh, just if it gets in your eyes. Yep. That's it, it. It's it's something you have to watch extremely carefully. Yeah. But like you said, like I know someone who had a tooth pulled. Like he had their mol- she had their molars pulled. Yeah. And she wasn't doing too well afterwards, and yeah. she went to the ER. Mm-hmm. And uh. It, the the uh, infection almost went to her heart. Yeah, I don't know so. what it is that's about, like you know, your mouth and your gums and stuff, but they are connected to so many other things. Yeah, that's so. why I always recommend people going to the eye doctor because they can see. Yeah. A lot of a stuff. I don't know how this turned to like a, 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 a. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, but like if if you go to the eye doctor, especially an ophthalmologist, mm-hmm. obviously an optometrist too, but. They can see if you have, they can see a lot of stuff by looking at your eyes. Like if you're, if you have a blood clot somewhere right. or if you have a, a tumor, you know, God forbid. Yeah. Or, you know, anything like that. Or you're going to, I can't tell you how many times my, the doctor I worked for saved someone from having a stroke. Right. Or who saw like something like about to happen. He was like, oh, you got to go to the emergency room right now. Yeah. Like you have to go to the emergency room right now. And like legitimately, I uh, I remember one time he he was like, you have to literally go to the emergency room right now. We're talking about eye doctors, Lou. But uh, yeah. So what happened was so what happened was I worked for an ophthalmology, and the the doctor was examining someone's eyes, and he was like, you need to go to the emergency room right now. And he actually made me call the emergency room. Was like, you need to see this patient. Set it out soon as he walks in he's he saved him from having a stroke yeah so literally he saved him from having a stroke so it's just like you see the crazy he they see like if you're uh, if you could possibly set up for a stroke the blood clots you can see you can see like if he saw someone who had a tumor and like just you know like he because you take the extra x-rays like the pictures you can see right when they do like the puff of air and i know they don't do that anymore but Oh, yeah. I don't like it either. I always like jump, and then I, and then they're like, "Oh, you closed your eye." Yeah, yeah, we <laughs> don't do that do in our again. office. So, yeah, you know, one day I'm just gonna have to come on and just go live, and just I'm just just shout out to everyone who goes, who just joins, <laughs> and that'll be my podcast. I'll talk about their business. Okay, yeah. So, 
if I if I'm out of guests, I'm Facebook or Instagram Live is going to be my guest next time. Lisa bakes bars is amazing. Wherever she bakes, I assume bars. Uh, that uh, that girl tur is that turtle? There's yes. Tuttle. Uh, that girl both, turtle twenty two. 62. 62. No. Is it 62? Yeah. Yeah, 62. She's good whatever she does. She likes a lot of my photos. So oh, I nice. trust I trust her her sense of her whatever judgment? she does. She likes your stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh Chatfield True Value is amazing. Yeah. I think they are they wool kit. I forget. Are they wool kit or, or I know they're one of them. I would love for someone to actually answer me <laughs> on on this. So I'm talking to I'm like I'm talking to them. <laughs> About this time in this podcast where they're losing people though. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. So on that note, I guess we should. Uh, on that note, <laughs> we should end it. We should wrap it up. Yep. Anything you like to add? Uh, socials. You always got to do your socials, yeah, right? Uh, yeah, definitely. All right. So we have Instagram, which is GM underscore Cupcake. Facebook is regular, just GM Cupcake. Um, website: GoodMorningCupcake.net. Uh, telephone number. 203-969-5993 email if you still do that uh, Adriana A-D-R-I-A-N-N-A at goodmorningcupcake.net and I, th- I think that's everything perfect and I was going to give this quick shout out to the last two people that joined I'm sorry I'm, 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 my face is scary but uh... Derlice Treatment Full Affair Party oh, and, and Words, words, words on, on Wood, wood party. party they're actually on uh, they're actually on Center Street and in, in Wood and Wood Woodbury, Wallingford. Oh, Wallingford, cool. And they oh do, wait, there's uh, one more. They do uh, like wood party signs, like like they do like uh, the party. Yeah. You know, like the girls that you can do there. Yeah. And uh, who the hell is this? SVP uh, hey, partners. something partners. Yeah, they're amazing too. I don't know what they do, but whatever. <laughs> and I'm um, sorry <laughs> that you guys just joined. We're leaving you. <laughs> <laughs>